Uh, all right, we're gonna get better. We're starting the show. Always bet on black. That got a response. You know what that means. All right. Easing into it. That music makes you feel good. All right. I love how we're watching Julian Sands hijack an aircraft. I was going to say, who is this guy? Because I remember him having a little bit of a career. Obviously, I think this he's movie, in. That's Warlock. He's in fucking. Uh, it's not Julian Sands. No, it's Bruce Payne. I think. I have fucking no idea who that is, but I I have a vague memory of him. It shows how ephemeral this crap is. <laughs> Entertainment is a goof, you know. All right, you're gonna fade into the standby screen. We're gonna start in ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, your mom's gay and fat. Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the show. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Ugh, that we'll color I see. You maintain the status. December 7th, night. I'm going to question a psychopath. did it yeah man. that's why the pre-show happens we get all those kinks out i get in i get a into few a, things unplugged but it's okay how you doing crow i'm doing okay i get into a headspace when i hear that song it takes me to a different place it, yeah it, it's my you know i'm a boxer entering the ring that means it's fucking <laughs> transcendent hi everybody welcome to the show i am keith pazel this is my podcast uh we're gonna watch tv we're gonna make fun of it we're gonna talk about life and the birds and the bees and <laughs> yeah we got all I, I tell you stuff. what there's going to be some topics today uh, i got a feeling i might well, we're going to go over this we, we got we'll a quarterback see. list too oh god that i vehemently disagree with yeah yeah i saw some of the choices uh, they were odd it some is the best that, song I, ever I, I james bailey know. says it's the best song ever it's a pretty good song it is a good song it works Look how fat that guy is. <laughs> all, all self-congratulatory. Man. As a matter of fact, it works. What this commercial is the level of fat I am right now. That's yeah. what I'm looking like right there. If I'm in some woman jeans. Yeah. You know? So it's basically saying, like, you don't want to get worse. You know? You don't want to uh, be, any, you know, you have to kind of manage it. You know? Yeah. I'd like to lose a little weight. But, you know, I have also have dreams of just, like, hulking up some weights and turning it all into muscle. But hey, that's man. a dream, too. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all diet. To get muscle, you can't eat, like, chili dogs. We ate chili dogs tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't get a six-pack and eat chili dogs. <laughs> yeah, you know. I changed my diet dramatically. So, if you weren't here for the pre-show, we got Passenger 57 on right now. Wesley Snipes, one of his early leading men. Uh, very much a diehard-influenced yeah. movie, you can tell. 92. And I was making a good point about this, the pre-show. Going. Again, this is 
Die Hard, because this is Die Hard gone African American in the sky, but it's the same thing. Yeah. That's how it was pitched. It's, I'm the sure. fucking, the air up yeah. there. You know? <laughs> so, but Die Hard was a, again, it, it, Die Hard was a breakthrough, obviously, in, in the in the action genre, because uh, before that, it was, again, it was Terminator. It was Stallone Rambo was very much the action guy, real jacked guy, real t- cartoonishly muscular. But Bruce Willis brought the everyman quality to it. He was kind of tough in his own way, but in a more realistic way. And I think that that very much changed the genre of kind of the action, the action genre, I feel like that that sort of that's been a, a personality type ever since. And, and that's the contribution that Bruce Willis's diehard gave. Yeah, to the action all because he ran around barefoot in a fucking building. Well, he was kind it's of a, such a, he also so, made jokes and shit. Hey, yeah, hey, he'd be, you know, he yeah, the Christmas, my wife's yeah. a fucking old. <laughs> you know, he's making he, he was making jokes while doing it. So it was like he had enough of a humor that it made you kind of relate to him more. You know, and, and that he was steps a good on that glass acting. for the first time. Oh, that was like, that oh. was acting, man. You know that what's weird acting. too? Because we've all stepped on something sharp. Oh, it's so. a weird thing that you can connect with in a movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because oh, he had to do. He had to run Bruce over it. Willis. Yeah, absolutely. He had to run over it. You got a British guy pretending to be Swedish in that movie, <laughs> fucking Alan Rickman. Alan, no, no, he was German. Hello, he, was Hans, he was Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hello, Mister Bond. <laughs> Mister Bond Willis. Yeah, that was yes. his, that was our introduction to Rickman because he, he had a, you know, he had a career after that. Uh, Galaxy. He's Quest. fucking Professor Snape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had a good career, and that was his first big role. You know, his breakthrough. We got to get you to watch all eight Harry Potters. I, I have uh, not watched a single second and not even like passing on a channel. I, I literally have oh, never passed it. You probably just probably, don't know it's Harry Potter. Yeah, who knows? <clears throat> it's a bunch of children in like robes. I can't. I just, you know, I was way too old for that when that came out. <laughs> I got a wand right here. I could do tricks with this at Universal Studios Hollywood. That's amazing. Yeah, it was like tw- uh, 35 bucks. Man. It's actually fun. like 50, I think. The interactive ones are more expensive, which I don't get because they're all hollow and shit. They have actual like solid wooden ones that you could wow. probably knock someone out with. When you say tricks, like what what happens? So what do you they're do? Setups, you they have, they have sensors around Harry Potter world okay. that you can wave in a window and like the shit will move around in the window. Oh. You can like do magic It's tricks. interactive in yeah. that way. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's kind of frustrating because you have to put your feet, they have these footprints and it'll be like, okay, flick up and then do a U and then you'll do it and nothing will happen. So you'll be like, <laughs> like trying to make it work. <laughs> Get yeah, yeah. The off. quality control isn't quite there yet. Yeah, you know. Ooh, what do we got going on here? Well, what do we got going on? Is, is this this we is got a, we got a Halle Berry read for this, but was not good enough. Yeah, <laughs> we got a breach in the hall apparently here. Yeah, yeah. I which, love how there's com- mass decompression going on, but he's just like <laughs> walking around. No, I know exactly. <laughs> there would also be a massive. Oh, they're still on the. Ground. Oh, they're still getting up. What plane is that, Keith? That is a DC-10, my man. Or that, a, tri- that, or a, a, a TriStar. A, that might be a 1011 TriStar. W- w- now, was that the DC-10 had the engine on top of the... That's a, Yeah, that's the, a tri-engine. They got they yeah. got it on the top. Tri-engine, yeah. exactly. Because it could be a DC-9. Yeah. I mean, but it is a wide-body aircraft. DC-9's a lot. DC-9's... Because that, that was the narrow body. Yeah, yeah. DC-9 was the competition for the 727. Yeah. And the, DC the, yeah. Talk is the Christian band. Yeah. DC used- Cab <laughs> is the Bill Maher vehicle. Exactly. Was Bill Maher in DC Cab? Bill Maher was in DC Cab. Wow. Let's pull that up. Wow. I, I just learned something. I just, because that movie, I look at that as being a Mr. T vehicle, you know, but I'm sure Maher was, yeah, probably young and getting a, getting a role, you know. Wow. Yeah. 
Wasn't he in like a pizza place show early on too? Man, I don't. I don't know much. Young I Bill got, Maher. I, I mean, I only got into him with politically incorrect. Back in the when late I 90s. was actually a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> now I just don't like Muslims. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, he's got a... Uh, he you know, owns the Mets or some shit, doesn't no, he? No, he doesn't own the Mets. You know, I, I don't think he has that With much his... He might... Synagogue <laughs> earnings. Well, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I can have a, a, a zoom in and a dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I've yeah. turned. Yeah. God, it's been what, me the whole that's time. that's become an issue again? The globalists? Oh, my God. What are they, call them rootless cosmopolitans like Stalin while you're at it. It's so fucking gross. So gross. Bill Mayer, you know, DC Cab. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, DC Cab was that. That was the movie uh, Mr. T did after Rocky Three. Ro- uh, you know, Mr. T's daughter is a, you know obviously a, a, a longtime listener of the show. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. No, we're gonna, we're gonna ask Google real quick. Hey Google, was Bill Maher in DC Cab? Yes, Bill Maher plays Bob in DC Cab. Wow. He plays Bob in DC. I Cab, didn't know he had an act, which means he sings. Uh, I'll be honest too. I never saw that movie. I never saw. DC I think it's Cab. just like a uh, like a like a hip musical. You, you want to know why it didn't happen? I didn't see it because I was in Wisconsin, and you wouldn't get an urban movie like this. Like this would be an East Coast West Coast movie. You wouldn't get this in the Upper Midwest. White areas. Be ashamed of yourself. You beautiful specimen of manhood. He's just doing Mr. T. That is Mr. T, yeah. That's Erica Rhodes' father right there. Exactly. I was just talking about her. I guess he made 30 grand for Rocky Three, And he he was asked to be in The Expendables, but I guess he's got a real beef with Stallone. He really doesn't like Stallone. Wrong house. It's the... (laughs) They would not react that way, by the way. (laughs) God, they're shooting this in LA. Look at the Mercedes logo just right oh, look front at, that, That's the evil guy from Ghost driving the cab. Holy shit, is that Jimmy Walker or fucking Moms Mabley? Holy Christ. He's, he's the guy who's driving the cab. That's the bad guy in Ghost. Let's see if Bill Maher made the best of real. Yeah. Uh, we're fucking now. Oh, there he is. It's right in the background. You can see him right there. You see him. He's over the, he's over the shoulder. Oh, yeah. There that's he is. Him. That's him. His chin. This was my first role. (laughs) This is when I first joined a pedophile cult. I'm just kidding. I don't believe any of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. That'd be a hard one to pull off. I just think it'd be funny to say pedophile cult in Bill Maher's cadence. Uh, See, this is how bad DC Cab was. YouTube's like, nah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I love, has anybody ever wanted to find out why in the bottom corner when it says like YouTube was experiencing interruptions? Find out why. What if you clicked find out why and it was just a pig fucking a fucking human being or something like that? I I, I don't know if my mind goes there. I I don't know if I can yes and you on that one. (laughs) What is this movie about? Uh, It is. It's about a... uh, it's about a cab in Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, I think they take over, like, the business, you know? Like, this is obviously, like, the climactic. We're, we're building to the climactic scene, correct? It's, it's a comedy of errors, sort of. Is that Gary Busey? Hell yeah, that's Gary Busey. Man, there must have been some drug use on this set. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I mean, because this was, I mean, this was a uh, head theatrical release. I mean, this was a... Yeah, they just you know, did key bumps and screamed and ran around. Wow. I mean, yeah, and just, I mean, the ham-handed overacting of it all is... Is that... Yeah, that, I think that's him. I could be wrong. I think I'm wrong. Is she going to flamethrow him? That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty cool. This is very... Now Now she's getting... Is she a black lady? Oh, yeah. This is very foreshadowed. I was going to say a white lady flamethrowing a whole crowd of black cab yeah, drivers. Yeah. yeah, yeah this could, is very foreshadowing. You know. What is that? Jonah, Judah Friedlander? At every moment, they were just like, we got to find ways to put funk in. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is... The way it's put together, obviously we haven't seen the build up to it, so I, but I can't really piece was it together. Was this before Beverly Hills Cop? Oh yeah, this was this was eighty three. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop was eighty four, which was I mean that was people were probably a like, maturation. This is happened. such a better DC cab. More well, yeah, I mean well yeah, this is that would have been my review. That was also Beverly at, Hills Cop. There was an incredibly talented comedic actor just blown up on the scene. You know, yeah. I mean uh, Eddie Murphy processed it all. He was a product of television. You know his famous bit about how homosexuals will just maul you. <laughs> I mean, I remember. Hey, Delirious when I was fourteen, was I used special. to do impressions of that. Habada 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 habada. When he's talking about how the, the honeymooners having sex. Hey, I want you to fuck me. In the, it's like his entire act is so homophobic. It's unbelievable. See, but that kind of lets you know how untouchable Eddie Murphy is still. Because yeah, yeah. they've oh. even at this point just been like, "Oh, Eddie." <laughs> That's probably why Eddie's not coming back. He's probably just like, I love how I call him Eddie. Like, yeah, I know him. You know, exactly. But he was, I mean, again, he was, he was, he saved Saturday Night Live, obviously. And then. Well, yeah, he was, was on. Huge. That's when you know he how bad it was. Huge. Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo were oh, the stars of Saturday Night Live. They did 80% of the sketches. 80% Anthony of Michael Hall was in. No, no, that, that, no. This was before that weird. That, I didn't didn't Robert it. Downey Jr. get in for yes, a little bit? for one year. You know, one year Wasn't run. that the non-Lorne Michaels years? Yeah, it was like 86. They just well, were getting I don't actors, really remember, right? Yeah, I don't remember really even watching it that. Although, there was a couple of famous sketches. The one in 86 when, when Shatner hosts, when, when he goes to a Trek convention, he's like, come on, it's just a TV show. You know, and he's like, you, have you ever kissed it, a girl? Uh, when was, was fucking like, uh, it was like nerd humor yeah. when was uh, Martin Short on he was on like 84 it, it was actually post Eddie Mur Murphy left in 83 it was 81 to 83 was his time period because he made uh, I think 40 I mean Hollywood came calling God, that feels like an eternity that was a six minute clip of yeah, DC I know, Cab I and I was like holy shit what are we at it, the end of the first yeah, half when's it gonna resolve I, I, I still can't see the culmination you know of, yeah I don't know who the main actor is, is it, I guess it's T <laughs> I can't. It's James plot. Bailey calls them the Nora Dunn years of SNL. Yeah, well, that was that's more like yeah. There's some late '80s in there. Yeah, mid '80s. No, uh, but yeah, they didn't know what to do when they lost Murphy. It was like oh, they were kind of they were uh, f uh, flailing for a bit. He came back and hosted it the next year. Got some John Wick. We got Star Wars happening here. He was such a. I mean, he was a cultural phenomenon. We're going to turn on Star Wars, and this room will blow up because yeah, of copyright. Yeah, 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 yeah no, absolutely. It won't. Yeah. We just can't. Oh, here we go. Oh, I think we're at the, we could be there. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting close to the uh, to the speed. I fucking loved this movie. I would rent, dude. When I was a kid, I would rent this movie yeah. and Howling Part Nine all the fucking time. 
<laughs> this movie is, uh, I saw this in the theater, as you know. I was six years old. I badgered my father for what felt like months to see this movie. Come on, can we see the movie? Can we see the movie? Can we see the movie? And he was see the movie. like, God damn it. Finally, I was like, okay, you. we'll see it. He had seen it before. So it was kind of cool. He, he kind of guided my brother and I through it. Because I think I told the story. My brother had to go to the bathroom because he was so tense during the movie, right before the head coming out scene. You know, the head coming out of the bottom of the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that famous scene. And, and, and my dad knew that scene was coming up. And he's like, hey, no, you got you to sit down. You got to just sit down for a little bit. And, and there's a, you know, that, that scene happened. You know, I, I think that that happened in my You're brother. You're going to sit down and piss your fucking pants in this scene. <laughs> no, but it was more just like he knew it was going to be an exciting scene. Because it's... But I, I just like Eddie, He's like, but I got to go to the bathroom. He's like, but it'll be a memory. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> fuck this up for me. No, you, you got to stick around. Just yeah. Around. I think he told him to sit down. I think he did. I could be... That could be a weird emotion emotional lie I'm doing there but it's uh look at that face. I mean this he was just fucking completely hammered the whole time he did this oh yeah which yeah. you got to appreciate with yeah. any fucking movie yeah oh dude he was a heavy drinking British actor, like Richard Burton era Richard Harris era like that era of act of British actor Al Oliver Reed was in this I era say of just real alcohol he's British oh yeah, absolutely uh, <clears throat> I I like he could be Irish, but it's in that same era. He's not of American. No, no, definitely not. Certainly definitely not, not Italian. He's not. He's great in the Sting. He's amazing. Doyle Lonegan. You know why Jaws is great? No Italians. <laughs> not nary an Italian in this cast, and, and except for the mayor. The mayor seems kind of Italian <laughs> with his anchor jacket. Hey, we can't shut down the town. It's summer vacation. Hey, I'm a young buddy, Cianci. I'm <laughs> my work in the mid '70s in a small town. I can take advantage I go out of them. I grabbed a shark by its camelusha. <laughs> you know, I, I think my writing partner might start to listen to this. He's going to be very upset that I'm with a guy that has such animosity towards the just Italian those people. Italians. Yeah, exactly. Of course, of course. He doesn't like them. I'm sure. You know, Stanley Tucci's probably cool. <laughs> it's because He's cultured, he, but he talks like this. <laughs> yeah, we'll go eat some ravioli. When I saw this movie, you got to understand, it made a impression in my psychology so deep, <clears> Keith. <throat> I was still drawing pictures three years later. Later about this I, I was like six years old when i was nine i was still drawing pictures and i was drawing pictures of Hell jaws because yeah. it was it literally seared into my skull i would it was like an act of like hey i drew this for you here's a picture of jaws apparently <laughs> because i was it, it just seared into my skull that's how powerful it apparently was. Uh, after the uss the indianapolis scene he he fell down drunk on the table well i guess i guess they did two takes what i heard it so i heard it. he did two takes he did the drunk take the first take and he was kind of embarrassed actually and then the second take was the sober take that they went with but they said if you watch he them, riffed it if you watch them well, they're like they, they're almost the well, same i like, think not they that piece different. them together too at some point because he riffed, he like improvised that whole thing, didn't he? Well, I think there was chunks of it that he did, I believe. No, what they say, the story behind it is that the movie was floundering. Like it was not going well when they were making it. It was going over budget and the writing was kind of halfway done. And so Larry Gelbart from MASH, who wrote for MASH, came, I think it was Larry Gelbart, who plays a character and he plays it one of the... In one Jaws? Of the media, in Jaws, he plays a media guy. The guy who created MASH is in Jaws? No, absolutely. He's wearing like a blazer and he's like, get, get, get down to Philadelphia. The guy owes me a favor. Remember that guy who says that? Hey, 
they got to reach up to get so-and-so in New York City. He owes me a favor. That's Larry Gilbert, I believe. I believe. And so he came in and he actually kind of helped write that scene. And when they got that scene, they felt like it was a breakthrough in the movie. Like it actually sort of brought it together in some way. Like that story was written halfway like through shooting. Yeah. So they, I mean, they're kind of winging it. You I know like what I mean? the idea that the Indianapolis story starts with him going, 47 men went down in there. Looking like a doll's eyes. And it's then, so good. And then Leonardo DiCaprio, that beautiful man, just turns into the end of Titanic. I watched his beautiful blue eyes sink into the ocean. Because I was screaming Jack. Because DiCaprio. Jack. Jack. That beautiful young man went down in 1921. They're just like, what the fuck is going on? No, yeah, this was. This, this. What's coming up? Yeah, there's gonna be one more scene, and we're is this two when he feeds away. the chum? Yeah, yeah. This is when I first. No, is this no, 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 no. First, see Jaws. No, 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 no. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. This is the first. You time know, in actually, the book, okay. fucking Richard Dreyfuss's character fucks Brody's wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what also he dies. He dies in the in the book. Uh, he Dreyfus gets eaten when he goes in the cage. He gets eaten in that sequence. That's that is such a good sequence. That sequence when he's underwater is like and so I fucking- improvised those faces. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus probably gets so mad that the drunk guy upstaged him. <laughs> he was a drunk mess the whole time. Well, I guess what they say I is was that- nothing but professional. I improvised the something. <laughs> Nobody no. appreciates me. Well, I guess Shaw busted his balls a lot while filming it. Like he would always give him little lines. He'd give him a line. He actually went before out they and said action. Sharks. Before they said action, soldier Shaw. Right before they said action, he'd say, "Mind your mannerisms. Mind your mannerisms." He would try to get into his head before the scene. God <laughs> damn it, Shaw! Him, you know. <laughs> but I guess you know he was. I love the backstory of this movie. It's so fucking good because I mean. Everything was going wrong. They had two orca boats, and one of them sunk. So they had two boats like that, and the one that was sinking had—I think it had the film in it—and it was like late in the filming process, and they were going to lose like all the footage. You know, like it was going to get ruined by salt water. I mean, it's like what it had to go through to actually—I mean, it just was. I want to have an electrode set up to me, and then whenever that thing closes on the camera, I get a little electric shock. It's okay, man. We're figuring it out, man. You no, it. it's yeah. nothing I can... It's just the way yeah. the camera is. It's not a movie camera, per se. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but again, this movie, Jaws, the imprint... So with you, your impression as a kid, what did you like about it? Because I went off. <clears throat> I want to hear. Yeah, it should be back, Bays. Uh, I Jaws. used to just rent it. I loved... I just liked it because I knew everybody... But I loved sharks as a kid. I had like an autistic obsession with sharks. I had a so huge early obsession on, with sharks. And Jaws is a movie you can let a little kid watch. There's not very not very much cussing in it. Yes. There's not a lot of gore. Yeah. Even just when, enough. Even when he cuts the stomach of the first shark open, you just see like the liquid bleed out. Exactly. Like, you see the back of the shark and you see him... Ah. Yeah. When he forget, I yeah. love that scene when he cuts it open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just such a weird, like nobody does that. <laughs> well, no, because it smells bad because it's because it's a it's it's a shark it's a dead shark's intestine yeah. is cutting up and he pulls it's out a fucking can two, and shit. Yeah, exactly. In Louisiana, yeah, that's a, that's a famous. You know, what state was it from? It's Nothing from but a tin can and you. Just condoms. as I thought, just as I thought, he came up from Gulf Stream, warm waters, and that was the build up to the head coming down from the bottom. It's Ben Gardner's boat. Span Gardner's boat. That was the that was the scene before that. I was upset. I used to. My mom bought me like shark records. I'd play like records of like you know the, there was like records made about Jaws that I listened to. I mean, I was. I mean, I was obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. I mean, it, it, it had a searing impression on my brain. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, because it, it, it's it, it was when the power of film was it was before Star Wars. It, it wasn't Star Wars. It was Jaws that released the power. See of where film we go today. on Passenger Fifty Seven here. Yeah, I didn't realize so much of this movie took place off an airplane. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'll tell you what, it's no turbulence. Yeah. Oh, turbulence is good. Turbulence is great. I like a number one. It's a seven forty seven. <laughs> so you got that kind of excitement. Yeah, exactly. You're, 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 it's a movie on the queen of the skies. Yeah. Uh, and Ray fucking Leota's in it when he was probably still drunk and smoking cigarettes and shit. Yeah. yeah. Just off the Goodfellas, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hot shit. He probably thought, dude, turbulence. Yeah. This is going to be my fucking yeah. Moby Dick here. <laughs> Get over to the fairgrounds. Yeah, he, he'll do anything. I give Leota credit. He'll fucking go up. He'll, 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 if he's hurt, I'll press charges against you myself. Because he's so good and good, fellas. I love how the Wesley Snipes as the black character needs the black liaison. <laughs> if, my, if my brother man is hurt, <laughs> you speak to me. Just like, just like... My brother man. Exactly. Do we got another fucking... Denzel, another fucking... Uh, it was Passenger 57. Again, at this point... Look at this next movie, Wesley Surviving Snipes the was Game. Bigger, I think. He was bigger than Do you Denzel. remember Surviving the Game? Do you know what? I, 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 I actually kind of wanted to Ice see this. Ice-T, Rucker, Howard, Charles, Dutton, Gary Busey. Yeah. You Holy know what this shit. is? You know what this is? Well, here's what this... Ice-T is, is a homeless guy who's kidnapped, and they want to hunt a homeless guy. Like these white supremacist type guys. That's fucking and, cool. And, and they want to... And I, I never saw it. Uh, but it came out in '94, so it's got to be ridiculous. Oh, it's probably terrible. You know, but but it had an, there's, that, that that's enough of a cast. You got Busey in there. You know, you dude, a few names. Hell yeah, dude! James Bailey, drink. Oh, Aponte's on here. Rob Aponte. Hey, we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> All yeah. right, we're here. We're back. Man, Aponte can palette. chat like a motherfucker. So, uh, again, we're watching Passenger 57. Yeah, and Jaws. We're flipping around. We're flipping around. Do you want to hit into this quarterback list soon, or do you want to keep... We're going to talk about Jaws. Because here's what I... I want to see the... Because we're coming up to the Robert Where the head pops up? No, no, the head... That's already happened. That scene's coming up uh, like like in the next five minutes. Can we play it, but we'll do a gay thing like he's... I want to actually just watch it. I put his bridges down past his waist. Have you ever seen? And, and whatever happens, whatever happens, a we pair just, of wet Levi's pressed up against a young man's thighs. I, I, I'm uh, I'm not going to that place. What I'm doing is we're going to watch it and react to it and see what happens. And we're going to improvise just like Robert Shaw. Seventeen young just men like went onto Shaw. that ship as boys <laughs> and learned how to be men with each other's bodies. <laughs> By the time that shark got to us, we had learned so much about each other's orifices. We knew exactly what to do when that shark bit into our freshly. <laughs> what there is a thing, right? Isn't there a thing? The Navy. What is gay men always join the Navy, right? Wasn't that the thing? I, I that, guess the rumor or something. Yeah, that that was like it's like because I don't know what the root of that men. was. Does anybody in the chat know what the root of naval gayness is? I, I mean, like because the village people in the Navy was as almost as big as YMCA. Well, they if are there gay. wouldn't have been YMCA in the Navy, might have been their hit. Macho man, but in the Navy was their third hit. It was macho man and. and 
YMCA. But in the Navy was up there too. In the Navy. <laughs> like, what was that cliche about? I, I don't. I don't know. Let's was look. it like we were a man at sea and there's no women around for months, and you just hope and pray that maybe, oh, some sailor. And that, I mean, is that what it is? Is that the stereotype? Of I don't it know. All? I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it it's up and a, I'm putting the browser in the fucking window. It's just, I don't get I mean, it's a bizarre stereotype. Ah know? Christ, I forgot to go mid frame. We gotta go mid frame. But See like, I bigger. think I think Harvey Milk was in the Navy. <laughs> Like, I'm going to be in the Navy, and I, I don't know. <laughs> Was he in the Navy? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> oh, yeah, or it, was, it just was, it sort of happened, or maybe they didn't uh, even know, you know what I mean? Like, they just, they weren't even really aware or something. I, maybe, who knows? I got a feeling they knew. <laughs> You'd know shit like that. You Hold know, on. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Hair. Uh, well, yeah, it is. I cannot place him, but he is. He was in a few other movies. It looks a bit like a guy was in some played played some bad guys in his movies in like the eighties, but I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Sailors and sexual identity. Yeah. There's, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess it's crossing the line between straight and gay in the U.S. Navy. Someone wrote a book about that. Steven Zealand. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to get the browser up on the, the thing for you guys, but I can't. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Homosexuality in the Royal Navy. This is British, too. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yes. We tip each other over like boats. <laughs> yes. I was, uh... We call it being buoyant with one another. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, what I wonder what the, the history behind that, you know, I, I never, <laughs> there was always this rumor or whatever that was. Oh, uh, uh, guys, the audio was jumping because I was trying to add the browser to the screen. And whenever I click on, like, try to add shit to the stream midstream, it like has to, it like responds delayed. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just talking because they're like, oh, their audio's jumpy. But by the way, this is not a good movie. Passenger 57 is not it's a not, good movie. It's not. It's not good. And we're watching it kind of on silent. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Now they're it, climbing it, a Ferris wheel. Yeah, it's, it's like... Because the movie's this, called Passenger 57. Yeah, it, should, it, should so. of, it should be all on an airplane or the vast majority I of I mean, us. they got off that airplane real quick. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I, I, and I wanted to figure that out. Like, how? I wonder <laughs> if Turbulence wrote that wrong. Let, let, let's go back to Jaws. Okay. I, I think we're going to be coming Man, that guy on. just fell fucking Cause, cause face Because the shark forward. reveals himself. Yeah, this is when they first see it. They first encounter it. And three, and three tons of them. He's 25 feet and three tons of them, you know. Or whatever they said. He's 25. That's my favorite move. He does, he puts his hands off the barrel like he's in the Olympics. Yeah. Time! <laughs> well, exactly, because it was, it, that, that helped, like, the, the tension of it. The, the urgency of the scene, you know. Peter, this movie was so impactful. There were so many knockoffs. Orca. Orca came out in 1977 with Richard Harris. I hated Orca. Oh, it's terrible. I saw Bo Derek is in I it. was so upset when I rented Orca from the video store. Yeah, oh yeah, it's bad. I got 40 minutes in and there, I don't even think you see a killer whale until 40 minutes in. It's just <laughs> dead animals and humans washing up on shore. 
Oh, it's the worst. And then tentacles was even worse than that. It was it was, it was an octopus. Here's the story. There's an octopus. There's an underwater like sonic radar being done by like, some military thing, you know, and like and it pisses off Mother Nature and tentacles gets upset. So tentacles gets becomes an aggressive octopus. So there's a lot of scenes of like people being taken down by town. The Deep was a movie with Nick Nolte, Jacqueline Bissett, and Robert Shaw, written by uh, Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws. That movie in 1977, second largest grossest movie right? gross, behind Star Wars, second largest grossest movie that year because because of Jaws. That was still the ripple effect of Jaws. Like that that was this. There was still an appetite for underwater sea adventures and shit. You know. Well, and then when Megadeth came out, we realized there was an appetite for destruction. So. Well, well, yeah. Well, that was actually. Uh, wouldn't that actually be uh, is that Guns, Guns and, and Roses? Roses? <clears throat> yes. Megadeth. I did not like. I never liked Megadeth. Oh, here we go. He looks awful. Have Dave you seen Mustaine? Dave Mustaine now? Yeah, I'm sure he's terrible. Oh my God. Let's pull that up. Yep. Just we, a picture here, of Dave we, Mustaine. We, we, we got the. Here we go. Here we go. Chief, yeah. don't worry about that. You We're now you. becoming a. Come, my. Come sit next to me, Chief. I'm ready to go. Dude, I, that is like my dad. Yeah. They, they filmed this like at two in the morning or something. Now, I got to say, Crow. Yeah. I can't not talk over it because yeah. we'll get copyrighted. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's cool. I, I just got to let you know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But this is this is when they actually connect more as a yeah. as a team. Yeah, they, you know, they go over their injuries. Fucking you know? uh, Kevin Smith mocks this and chasing Amy. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Kevin Smith is a, a turd. <laughs> you don't like Kevin Smith? No, I don't. Why? I just want him to be an annoying Gen X like <clears throat> a nerd. He's his movies he helped, are awesome. He helped create nerdist culture, you know. No, he's <laughs> I, not. He he embraced it when it came along. I feel like he was more of like a Jersey punk guy, and yeah. then like not even music wise, just like yeah. a playing street hockey, fucking whatever, <laughs> like cigarette yeah. smoking, fucking the type of dude who wore a leather jacket around his waist and shit like that. <laughs> but then, but he also did like comics, and I feel yeah. like when nerd shit got to the like he embraced it he was like i can finally yeah. be a dork i don't have to pretend to be silent bob all the uh, time okay yeah yeah because he's kind of more edgy than more he's not as I, I agree as, i agree i agree he God. cries a lot he cries a lot on his youtube videos Shark. Oh, i don't <laughs> i don't have any videos you want a drink you want a drink my dad would do this showing each other scars but it was just him talking about his divorce <laughs> oh man oh, those are man. his scars <sighs> yeah well that's you know yeah <laughs> mine are pretty emotional based too <laughs> they all are i guess you're wearing a sweater. Bailey doesn't yeah. like Kevin Smith either. Right I just find I like mean, his movies. I don't know him personally. I don't. I don't really think about him much, but I know I didn't like him 15 years ago, which tells me I wouldn't like him now. Oh, that's when he says she broke my heart. Oh, look yeah. at that! They cut the commercial. Whoa! That is a bad Whoa. fucking. They are just interrupting the vibe over there on Whoa, fucking. That is a mistake. That's like cut. Come on. I, I I don't like that. Get get, get get that get that whoever runs that station, whoever runs that this is channel, AMC. get them on the horn right now. You did a bad. It was like whoa the way it stopped. It was all awkward. It wasn't even meant to be cut there anyway. Yeah, Rabba Ponte says check out this emotional scar that runs through my heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mary Ellen. What was her? Mary Ellen Moffat. She yeah. broke my heart. You know, except for it's Julie Fox. Well, he would bleep out my mom's name there real quick. He, well, that, that's what that's what your father. Oh man, that's. I mean, my mom. You could probably look up. There's probably billions. 
Yeah. That's two very common names. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is Ted Smith. Yeah, exactly. But that, but that was that was your father's. Like he, he would talk about that. He would get into his divorce. Oh like yeah, that. all the time. Ooh, and man. not even just that. He would just be like, "I used to do this with your mother. I would do this with your mother, uh, and all that with your yeah. mother." Yeah, dude. Yeah. He it would be so funny. He would come home hammered and like take a poop, and I would sit in the bathroom while he pooped because his yeah. shit smelled. He would smoke cigarettes in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't really smell shit. You just smelled <laughs> cigarettes. Man. And he would be all hammered, shitting. Yeah. telling me about work and then it would just lead to like s like your mother oh and i would man. just be like oh god oh. but as a kid i knew that like i gotta let him get this out on me because you know he can't i can't let him go upstairs with this nonsense Ooh, man i took yeah. a lot i took a lot for, yeah, for the whole say, family yeah yeah they need to be grateful <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, <don't, laughs> I feel like they're because my dad is like i live on the other side of the country so like they're taking care of him and part of me feels like there's a little bit of resentment on their part of like oh you're not here dealing with what we're dealing with but then i'm like i dealt with him for 30 years yeah 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 no i give you credit like you, you don't know you don't know the things he said to me yeah. when he was hammered and we were by ourselves, and i just never yeah. told you yeah because they're just like weird not like aggressive but just like he would talk to me like i was his roofing buddy yeah yeah exactly. like he my dad talked to me like an adult man yeah, yeah. something something happened to him <laughs> I don't know, something yeah. happened. You know, Love. Was, you know, it was like something something happened where he, you know, my like, mother, my whore mother happened. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, just I don't want to be that guy. And I am in my own way. It's kind of like, you know, not as bad as your dad. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, but that's what was depressing bus. about it. What he, a dick. But that's what was depressing about it is because my dad is a nice guy. So when yeah. he would get hammered and start being all it would come like out, people yeah. would just be like, that's that's what would bum them out so much because we would just be like, oh, you're so nice all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, you get like this when you're drunk. So yeah. why would you? Yep. That was our argument all the time of like, you know, you acknowledge all the time that this is how you get when you're drunk. So yeah, like, you gotta stop. Drinking. Why would you keep getting drunk? It's because he's addicted, you know. Well, and it was just, a, a, it was know. only hard alcohol too. Beer yeah. drunk was different. I'm curious how he was just more not aggressive when he was drunk on beer. You can kind of joke with him a little more. Oh, oh but, the beer was because I think of beer as there's like no. I think of fighting. Code. But beer when he would too. drink like schnapps and shit, he would bring Goldschlager home and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's when you because he would make jokes. And because he was hammered, he'd make like errors. Yeah. He would just say shit wrong. And when he's beer drunk, you'd be able to be like, continue the conversation or just make yeah. fun of what he just said. But yeah. he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm fucking dumb. Yeah. But when he was drunk on hard alcohol, yeah. you had to just agree with everything he said. Oh. If you tried to like joke back at him, he'd be like, what am I an asshole? Oh, he would get, he would get real fucking aggro on hard liquor. This is uh, this is some good therapy right now. People I hope you're enjoying this. You're getting a good session. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. My father would repeat himself. He's a big repeater, you know. Yeah. If he drank too much, and and he 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 liked to drink gin. My father would drink gin. Uh, I was telling her because she has a bottle of gin, and I was we were talking to one of her friends. We went to yeah. her going away party. Yeah. And I was like, gin to me, because they were talking about how gin's like all fun. And I was like, gin to me is like divorced alcohol. <laughs> I will say a good gin drink if it's done, it's made of comeback. They're good. 
Gin's a good alcohol, but I, I get I get too I, I can't manage the drunk that well because I'm so used to drinking beer to get drunk that managing a gin drunk for me is isn't easy. I don't know why I can't handle it. By the way, I thought of you at that going away party because yeah. one of Larry's friends, who's great, but she yeah. does something. <laughs> she says something that I noticed. It didn't annoy me one way or the other, but yeah. I noticed it. Yeah. She doesn't they say things are cool or good. Yeah. She says it's cute. Oh, yeah. Like, if you say something, she'll go, oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, for everything. Yeah. Like, she doesn't say, like, oh, cool. She'll go, oh, cute. What made you think about that? Because I was like, this would annoy Crocious. Like, oh, as, oh, 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 yeah. There are certain things in life where I'm like, Crocious would like, that would be gr Like, every time he, she said that, me, yeah. it would be like someone <laughs> dripping water on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Like, she said it a lot, dude. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, there's certain habits that I don't like. It's like, that's like Valley shit. <laughs> cute. That's yeah. so cute. Oof. Cute. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The cross section when you drive. Oh, we're in the we're in the scene again. This is where. Let me tell you something. Into our side, chief. She did. I swear to God, she was, was coming back. She was taken, taken by. <laughs> yeah. I had to go over to my virgin daughter. <laughs> was taken, and I had to go to Paris. He to just take explains her back. every Liam Neeson movie plot <laughs> from beginning to so end. So there they were being sent to the death camps. Yeah. And I said that shouldn't happen. I, I swear it's against the laws of nature and, and God. I found I, a wild beast of a woman in the woods and she got screwed in the belly her name was nell i remember he, he was in movies like like call the conqueror he was also in a uh, john borman's uh, excalibur you know rob aponte says that shark has a taste for human flesh cute <laughs> yeah so here we go yeah this is the there's nothing in that cup there's this is improvisation they didn't even list his overdue for a week very first light, I swear, yeah. Very first light, Chief. You know, I've been taken when they go. You know. I'll tell you what wasn't left in that water was all of our virginities that night. I swear. Because we had taken them all. It had been taken. The nearest man that managed to pounding and hollering and screaming. He's talking about that pounding that went on on that ship that went... And then the shark attacked us while we were pounding and screaming and hollering. Here you go. Right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark? He's got big, beautiful blue eyes. Like, like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. Right in the penis. <laughs> Which was... Correct at the time, because <laughs> we were pounding and screaming and hollering. High-pitched screaming. Oh. The ocean to he, the, Then it takes another lay. He has another lay. He has a story on top of this one. Herbie Robinson. What if he just kept talking for... You I know, thought he was sleeping. We just let this guy talk. <laughs> he was so annoying. You know... You know, by the end of that first dawn... Yeah. Lost a hundred men... <laughs> I don't know how many sharks. My father don't thousands. love me, I don't chief. Know how many men? They average six an hour. <laughs> Could be thousands of them. On oh. Thursday morning. That'd be a bump yeah. into a friend of mine, Herbie, Herbie Robinson. Robinson from Cleveland. Ball player. Boozman's mate. Baseball player. Boozman's mate. <laughs> Dude, Spielberg was probably just like for fuck's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Spielberg was. 28 years old when he was directing this. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Steven Spielberg 
there's your dork. <laughs> you want to oh, yeah. fucking hate Kevin Smith for being a fucking well, we've nerd? We've talked about that before. Like the the, the, the direction of like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got I'm this. Steven Spielberg. I, no, no, no. It's not. Well, that's George Lucas. George, I, I've got this story in my head. You know, I, I've got to get it out. <laughs> Like yeah, George but, Lucas is the is is the actual guy who's like yeah this is the idea and Steven Spielberg is just like yeah that sounds like a good idea George. <laughs> oh gee golly. waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. And you won't get shot either. You won't get the fucking vaccine. Every, would yeah. you, Sean? Oh, man? he's a total anti-vaxer. There's no way. You're not going to put that. He's in got me. polio, everything. I live my life to be never to had die it. soon. The only needle miserable. I had put in me was the head of a shark gun. <laughs> we delivered the bomb. I got it all. I got scurvy. So he said I was most nervous when it was my turn. I got real pirate diseases in me, Chief. <laughs> never been vaccinated. Yeah, living on the sea, like truly being a seafaring I'm person would be a bizarre life. secreting viruses and all sorts of bacteria. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it, too, is that like when they would go into port, you know, like the whores knew, like, we're making money tonight, gals. They're coming in. They've been on sea for weeks or months on end. They knew it. Okay, we're going to. I sing this song at work a lot. No, it's such a good thing. What's that? Show me the way to go home. They do, man. I'm gay and <laughs> fat and gay. Well, he and uh, he and Spielberg are totally good, but I mean, they're like who Dreyfus? Dreyfus. Well, they look like each other. I, I, I always thought, I always thought that that Spielberg, uh, Spielberg Dreyfus was Spielberg when I was a little yeah. kid because he didn't really. They see both Steven got Spielberg. that weird like chin strap, <laughs> fucking into the goatee. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And so I always thought they were the same person. They both had like newly father facial hair, <laughs> like the face, the facial hair of someone who just got out of law school or yeah, had a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love he's got the barrel attached to him. Yep. That is kind of little good ideas because the shark was fucked up. So they were like, yeah. quick, like, how are we going to show the shark's arrival? Absolutely. They're like, oh, more. we'll have the barrel pop up. Yeah, exactly. Which is like such a simple thing. I improvised the drumming. I improvised. <laughs> no, they did. That was not in the script. It was just we were singing and I was like, well, my character would drum. Exactly. And this is so, it's, to me, this is a real dramatic end of this. God, it's such a good scene. It's I love how Dreyfus scene. and them actually ate their food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird, like, bizarre 70s pork chops. Yeah. Men Ro- had heart attacks. Roy Schneider. Shaw oh. had a heart attack. You know, men had the had a grabber back then, man. Anyway, go ahead. Roy Scheider was on his fucking, uh, his uh, all that jazz diet for this one. So he <laughs> Absolutely. couldn't eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't put any of the pounds on, you know. I'm playing Bob Fosse. <laughs> yeah, I remember him playing. I mean, Scheider was a leading man for a while. In the early, he was in French Connection. I mean, he was a, a definitely a, a solid '70s actor. Like, he definitely had a good movie career. Uh, uh, Dreyfus talks about him like being a rock. He was a rock on the set when things were going bad. Schreider was always prepared, and he like you know it, it sort of gave a professional. Ooh, they a little bit. Oh, they did. Get out of here! He I wanted swear to. Swear to God, you've been taken, haven't you? <laughs> now this is very suburb of Chicago. Just someone firing a gun into the ground. Absolutely, because well, he's going. You know, he knows he's he's in for a match. He's he, he's outmatched on this one. You know, that's why yeah. I like this. Well, in the suburbs in Sauk Village, Illinois, there was no shark. <laughs> this would just be a father firing a gun into his front yard. Yeah, God, would you sometimes hear people shooting guns off and stuff? 
No, our neighborhood, you know, I had family that thought that was a threat. I feel like I was more in danger of getting molested by someone. There was this yeah. guy yeah. who used to walk around. He was a bald black guy who was yeah. kind of a little, you know, slow. Yeah. Slower because he was a 40-year-old that would hang around children. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we thought he was diddling kids. Yeah. Well, we used to call him Black Homer because he looked like Homer Simpson. <laughs> he looked exactly like Homer Simpson. Wow. So wow. we called him Black Homer. Uh, he was probably a pedophile. He didn't diddle yeah. me or anything. Yeah. He was a mailman, so he used to let us sketch the back of his mail truck on the way home. Uh, uh, well, you know, that was... That you, you establish a certain trust with that. You yeah. Know? I mean, if, that's, if that's your plan. What does that say that they I, let, you know, <laughs> retarded people deliver mail, huh? <laughs> I never... I, I thought about that, too. I feel very lucky that I was not sexually molested as a child. Uh, I'm revealing something. I know this is where the podcast... And you know what's conflicting? Yeah. He was a nice guy. So yeah. part of me wonders. Yeah. Was he nice and just had the affliction of pedophilia? Sketch Aponte yeah. is when you're on a skateboard and you grab the back of a vehicle yep. and you take it. Yeah. Uh, but was uh, he... In the winter, you do it on, in the snow. That's yeah. what I do in the snow. I grab one of the bumper in the snow. Oh, I loved it. God, um, it oh, yeah. Fun. And you just slide on your ass. Oh, it was fucking yeah, fun. Oh, get on your snow. stomach, man, yeah. and stuff. Absolutely. It's like a giant a sled. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't know whether he was nice in that just like, oh, I'm nice, but I'm also like, yeah. I want to fuck children. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or yeah. if he was nice because he wanted to fuck yeah. children. Yep. Yeah. That, that's the difference between kind of, kind of maybe a, a evil maybe and, and like yeah. just a sickness or, or just a, you're, you're off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I think you can differentiate, you know? I mean, I think we'd be able to differentiate between that type of You'd make fun of him because we would make fun of him all the time because he'd just be wanting, we wouldn't make fun of him, but we would yeah. like joke with him and he'd always go, Come on, man. He would, <laughs> he would always say that to us. Come on, man. Man. God, what a... Yeah, I had it When I think when I first moved to Chicago, when I lived in Wicker Park... Tall son of a bitch. Yeah. Six, six at least. Wow. And, and big, like thicker. Oh, he could hammer you into the ground like yeah. a railroad spike. Wow. What, what was his back? Why was he around? I don't know. He's just a wandering dude. Big, tall guy. Couldn't really walk because his feet were so... Like, he was one of these lumbering fuckers. Wow. He lumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah to fall he wanted to fall onto hopefully someone childlike wow. wow but he since he was slow he would just wander around say hi to people but yeah. then like he would like chill like he would sit at my grandparents and talk to them like he was like would he get a meal sometime like what, no would he it was never like that he would just talk or? to my grandpa about the cubs and shit come on man they were fucking that was basically his response to everything now did he how did his story end what, what, I don't know. When did he? When did he make it out? I don't of know. Your we, life? Got, we all just exited the fucking molestation it, age. It, and isn't that crazy? Moved I mean, on. Think about the people we you just met. escaped his wrath. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know. know. Yeah, I know exactly. Good for you. But we did hear tell. Like my best friend's older brother, kind of was just like, you know, that guy, fucking diddles chit kids wow. right and we were just like no and he was just like, yeah. Why do you think he's hanging around kids all the time? Wow. And once he like explained it like that, we were like, yeah. God. Now that you mention it. You wonder if that's also just rumors being so. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, we aged out. You know? Yeah. Aponte says. Yeah, probably. God, that's crazy. Too old for the position. Wow. What a what a bizarre life that would be. You know, to actually... Ugh, what a... That would not be a... Oh, man. It would not be a good life. <laughs> to have that... Like that being a... a a, a part of your desires you can't help what you like you know it, it's it's a jermichael bit oh look they know. got jaws jaws they're showing all of them dude 
God damn it. If this was a real true blue operation, we'd be doing it until Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, Jaws the Revenge is three is I remember I saw th Jaws three. I mean, oh, Jaws they're taking was a break so, was so powerful to me that I saw Jaws three in the theater as a 14 year old 3D with Bess Armstrong and Randy Gu and Dennis Quaid. I love that they all carry the Brody story over. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like Dennis Quaid plays a Brody and then in the fourth one it's the same Dennis Quaid but a completely different guy. <laughs> Not even a guy that looks like Dennis Quaid. It's a guy that looks like fucking Dreyfus to be quite honest well, well, with you. Well, wasn't it Michael Caine? No, 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 no. I know yeah, I know who it is. Let's yeah. See. Uh, we'll He's find that curry-haired right guy exactly. No, I know I know who you're talking about. I never saw him in anything else. Uh, Lance Guest. Yeah, I never. I have. I have no. I don't. I have no idea what his career is like. Lorraine mm -hmm. Gary. Let's look up right I, now. Let's I see walked, what Lance Guest oh, did. Here we go. I walked. I walked out of that movie. Hold on. Yeah, I remember like him putting the shooting star up there. Was like, whoa, man, that worked for me. It, added a Did certain cl Was mystery. Close Encounters before or after this? Oh, it was after this. Close he, Encounters of the Third Kind sucks. Dick. Oh, and it was a huge movie. It's it was huge. Not good. It was huge. Huge movie. Cause he cause he did this and then that movie. So he had back to back monster hits. And then he did nineteen forty one, which was a total bomb, and it affected his development as a filmmaker. Like he was like, I'm never gonna let that happen again. I'm never gonna let that happen again. No. I'm never gonna let it happen again. <laughs> you know, and he No one will touch me that way. You know, and that's why he did Rares of a Lost Ark, where every fucking scene was like storyboarded, every one of them before they, they shot the movie. It's all just completely figured out. This is what we're gonna It's always do. a good sign when they have pictures of them at a later age. When you Google the actor and it's yeah. not just pictures of them from nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So who is it again? Who are we looking up again? Lance Guest. Oh. Is an American okay. film and television actor best known for his starring role in 1984's The Last Starfighter. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was like a science the, fiction movie. I never yeah. saw it. Tells the story of Alex Rogan, a teenager recruited by an alien defense force to fight in an interstellar war. That sounds like Scientology. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's also like. So he was in Halloween 2. He was Jimmy in Halloween 2. Wow. I saw Halloween 2 in the theater and was petrified. I ought to be in pictures. Boy. 1982, Just the Way You Are, after The Last Starfighter, okay. Jaws the Revenge, The Wizard of Loneliness, Oof. Uh, Plan B, he go, 88 to 97, so there's a big jump. Yeah. 88 to 97, he sold insurance or something like that. Yeah, or exactly. he went to the theater. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, there's a television there's a oh no so he was doing tv yeah he had been doing tv probably so in 91 he didn't he did an episode of knots landing he was in the wonder years for an episode life goes on for six wow he had an arc yeah they yeah. gave lance guest an arc yeah absolutely. he probably fucking did something to corky yep poor cork look, God, look. Oh. yeah that, that was a very woke thing to do at that era that was like whoa they have a developmentally of course i said retard he was in all american girl the margaret show, show? television show wow X-Files. Oh, okay. You know. Party of Five for two episodes. Okay. The Burning Zone. Man, he was all over TV. Yeah. He's still doing TV. 2014, he did a fucking TV. Uh, sound Looks to be a Hallmark movie. Well, we'll have that later in the second half. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do that while we you talk about this quarterback list. That's why you're right. There's not that much gore, but the gore that does happen, you have to admit it. When Shaw gets eaten by the shark, that that that's a dramatic oh, moment. I, for me, that was a really dramatic moment as a kid. Were you not expecting it? 
Well, I mean, no, oh, I was six years old. Yeah. You know, and so I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to be. And when it was him, it'd be it was funny very, if your like, dad told you everything right before it happened. <laughs> this is where, hey, this is where Quinn gets, uh, gets eaten. You know? but, yeah. <laughs> My dad would do shit like that. Uh, Not in like a mean way, but he thought he was like, I don't know. I think he just thought he was like informing you, or protecting you in a way or, or no, just like, I don't know. I think he just wanted the credit for it happening in some way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said. What the fuck did they have his face in the thing? Felt like he was dreaming of the ocean. Well, they, you know, it, it was you know. It, it oh, because he's in the fucking thing. He's being know. a pussy and hiding away. Exactly. And they showed the reflection. It was an artistic thing. To also the emotion of the character was. And I am just bit. standing here. I improvised the wind. That the wind in my hair. I stood there because I improvised it. Yeah, this thing took. I think it took like I don't know, ten months or nine months to shoot. <laughs> They're all having the look of just like, are we even filming a movie? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, you know. They, I, I guess they said like uh, 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 Spielberg said like he was on the set, was very much professional, seemed to be very much in charge. When he went home at night, he was just like completely like nerve wracked. Oh yeah, Bailey. And just you know, this list of okay, so it's a quarterback list of oh, it's the yes. it's a list of the worst quarterback for every franchise, and it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's clearly like. Not to spoil it, but the vibe of it is the worst of the better quarterbacks, I feel like, is the vibe of the list. Like, the worst of the quarterbacks that had success. Because you read all of them and you're like, that guy was good. Yeah, I know. Are you trying to, like, poke holes in the myths of certain And you're going to get annoyed because it's a lot of, like, he only threw for 1,700 yards this year. It's because the game is so different now. It's run in a totally different way. It's it's, it's, The rules are different. Plus, the fact is, the the offense has so many more advantages now. And they're just, the athletes are much more trained. Let me get this pulled up now. I'm going to get this and I'm going to set up for the break now. Yeah. hang around for about five more minutes sure absolutely that's cool but yeah but but the uh the the stats don't always tell the truth man the football stats are i think difficult there's certain stats that do make sense yards per attempt is very much a standard no aponte for the bears it's mike tomzak yeah, I, I never got. I don't agree with that at all. I, I loved agree. Mike Tomzak when I was a kid. Tom, Tomzak Back was up decent. for life. Yeah, he, he was a decent enough quarterback. I mean, I, he was a bit of a. Pussy. They blame basically for Tomzak. I'll spoil the, this yeah. one. They blame him for the Bears not having a dynasty. Like they basically say he couldn't pick up after McMahon, and he's the reason Ditka had to go to Flutie because while they were like, well, he did go eleven and two in his first twelve games or his first thirteen games, he threw twenty interceptions and only seven. T- like they were like he was bad despite winning. Yeah, well, because I mean, you know, their defense was so still still so dominant, but it's like the fact is that, that that's like I said, that's when they Ditka lost the team when when they brought in Flutie, they were just like, we're gonna face a midget. Come on, you're gonna play play against a midget. And he was just like, uh, you know, you should have gone with the guy who had been, been with the program for five or six years, you know. You should have gone with Tom Zack, the guy who had been the backup for at least three or four years. And they didn't do that. They brought in Flutie, and that was a decision that, that I guess they lost the team. Ditka lost the team at that time. Ditka's we ego went crazy in a hurry. He went, Ditka went crazy in a hurry. <laughs> now they just look like they're fishing for barrels. Yeah, exactly. Now what we, the fuck is a cleat? So here, you know, listen, guys, guys, the shark, you know, it's not, it's not been working oh, very well. Yeah. They could legit, they should have fucking cut his legs off. In the book, I feel like it's probably more gory. They, oh, yeah. Watch 
Stand clear. They didn't tell me to wear Chuck Taylors. I did that <laughs> improvised. <laughs> yeah, he, I, 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 Dreyfus's arc, I, I don't know. I'm not a, you know, whatever. He's okay. He was, <laughs> as a kid, he was my favorite guy. Oh, oh really? Because I connected with him because I was like, I'm not Scheider or the fucking gruff guy. Uh, I connected I'm with, more of a Dreyfusy guy. Uh, I, I connected with Scheider. I connected. Ray Scheider was my, yeah. I connected to the guy who was right, but no one knew. Like, that's kind of been my drive even now yeah. of like, yeah. I got it. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And like, I really enjoy it when there's someone like that who's telling someone like, no, man, this is how it is. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, oh, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it finally happens. And he's like, I told you. Yeah. I told you, cocksuckers, that this was going to happen. It's sort of like the Washington football team's response to Kirk Cousins not getting a shot. They're saying, I told you so. That's what they said. That's the online. When, when you make the, the Washington football team look good, you're a bad franchise. Yeah. Quinn was a you know? Quinn is a joke. They but say Jonathan, in the chat. J- Jonathan Quinn medic medicine, <laughs> Jonathan Quinn medicine woman. That's what he was called by. I, I can't think of the, the writer for the Sun Times. They got Jonathan Quinn. What year did, medicine jo- woman. What year did Jaws come out? 1975. 1975. I'm going to go with 1975. Yeah, Bobby Douglas was worse than Bobby Douglas is bad. Quarter. Although, you know, some Rick Meyer. Run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick Meyer was bad. God, when you think of the worst Bears quarterback, who do you truly think of that you remember? You remember playing and being like, this guy sucks. Who do you actually remember? Uh, well, Rick Meyer, but he only played for like five games. So if we're talking about like a whole year of what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Or um, a stretch of time. Probably or Craig Krenzel or Ooh, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Like when we had just that run where you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Did you actually like Jim Miller? Oh, Jim Miller's my ace to this day, dude. Jim Miller does post game for the Bears. He's uh, a fucking absolutely. he's a fucking god in Chicago. Yeah, he's 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 had a career. No doubt about that. Jim Miller's my guy. He also guy. fits in well. Me? He's a bloated dude. He's fits in. He's a good Big Ten quarterback, you know. Because <laughs> but then like there's we had Chris Chandler and shit. Yeah, I remember. Oh man, remember remember, remember Jason Campbell? Oh yeah, Jason we had Campbell. Slash for a year, uh, and then uh, uh, I remember what's his face, Henry Burris played. For Henry Burris played like two snaps, and, and then he was like a great a god. Oh, in the a god CFO. in Canada, and, yeah, in the CFL. Which I actually, I'm being dead serious. As far as a product to watch something, CFL football is kind of fun to watch. I actually genuinely yeah, the field's like watching. Bigger. It. It's bigger. The players are smaller. There's only three downs. They throw it around even more. Uh, there's some fun plays. I, I mean, I kind of like as far as a watch goes. It's okay. I can watch it for 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. You know. A. All right. You ready to go to break? Uh, as a matter of fact, Keith, I am. So we're gonna we're prepping though, priming the audience for. We're gonna go through some of the lists. Oh, we're gonna go through the quarterback list. Yep. We're gonna do uh, the Hallmark game, and yes. we have this week in TV history. Excellent. So we got a whole second we half packed up here. I like it. Um. Yeah. We. I'm gonna go to the commercials here. <laughs> uh. We're halfway through our flight. Exactly. Uh. And then. We will see you on the other motherfucking side. Now, a special program in living color on NBC. <laughs> I here we are at the putt putt. We're coming back here, guys. Like the old school what? Big race today at the putt putt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they had so many feathers. The oh, old peacock. And, I mean that. That's. I mean they knew it too. Like that. again. One of these guys is gonna win. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they knew they had something with that symbol. You know that that, that was their brand. Gonna ease it back. We're fading in, guys. Enjoy the commercials. 
I remember Pop Putt Speedway. I remember we uh, the, we you led the way for the best fucking b- matchbox track. Just the '90s was just the key. Yeah, for those tracks, we I had f- hundreds of feet. We used to set them yeah. up all over my room. You can get yeah. the cars firing. They would do loop de loops. Yeah, I got it shooting up your wall. Yeah, you guys had good toys. No oh, doubt about it. You had good toys. Consumerism. Yeah, we, yeah, the they, peak of consumerism. They, they figured it out. They figured it out, man. They, they knew how to. And good for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Seriously. Yep. It made your childhood more enjoyable. Became Grand Theft Auto. You know. <laughs> Do you remember remote control cars? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. never got a good RC car. Those were expensive. That's the type of poor we were. Yeah. No RC cars. Nothing really with a high-powered battery. Yeah. yeah. I never had a uh, fucking, you know, those, those little cars that they drive? Yes. The I, They're not called Hot Wheels. I think they might have been a bigger Hot Wheel. Yeah. Um, but we, I had a big wheel. I had a big wheel. I remember getting a big wheel, and I was ecstatic Chuffed. about getting a big wheel. I mean, ecstatic. As a five-year-old, ecstatic. It was a great moment in life. Let's make it official here. <laughs> getting a big wheel. Officially, the second half. Exactly. We, you know, one thing, just one thing I was thinking about because, ooh, 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 this scene's so continuing good. with Jaws, but then we're going to crack into this quarterback list here, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. But we got to, we're going to, this, this to me almost is, is more satisfying than the end of the movie. I think this scene is so well executed. Yeah. Well. Aponte knows uh, nothing wireless. Says Aponte. Yeah. They had RC cars for poor people, but you had to chase it around because it was wired. Yeah. Oh, God. Or you just yes. had to drive it around in a circle like uh, a fucking invalid. I know. I know. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a fire truck, a sick ass fire truck. Yeah. That fucking uh, had a big ass remote control on it, like a back scratcher. Yeah. Uh, and it, the ladder was controllable. Yeah. You can go up, down, sideways, put the ladder down. Wow. And then it drove, but it went. Like a snail's pace. Uh, No way this thing was getting to a fire in time. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to Tim Allen it so bad. (laughs) Fucking. What do you mean? Home improvement that shit and give it more power. He was all about giving things more power. Exactly. Who doesn't want? Who doesn't like that? You know. See, that's the kind of drunk my dad would get on beer. On beer drunk, he would learn figure out how to hotwire my fucking (laughs) my fire truck (laughs) to make it go a little to make it go a little faster. (laughs) Schnapps drunk. Yeah. It, he, he was would, fumbling he would around. Start, all schnapps drunk. He would start, but then it would lead into my mom, oh, and like it, oh. it would just be a you know, yeah, a little bit more R rated. Yeah. Exactly. One time I got these big giant football dolls of yeah. Jerry Rice. I had Jerry Rice and Drew Bledsoe. This is how bad the Bears were. Yeah. Like I just anybody that was good, I was like, this yeah. is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Drew Bledsoe and Jerry Rice. Always loved Jerry Rice. To this day, my favorite receiver. And I got big, like almost old school GI Joe size football with like helmets and pads and like real jerseys, like little mini football pads. And he made me a big ass wooden case for these two dolls. Yeah. Like a great, like it was almost like to where when he brought it to my mom's house, they were like, this is crazy. Like for these two dolls. And I had it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a piece of, I had to fill it with other shit. Yeah. Because I only had these two dolls. It was the cabinet was a little too nice for these football dolls. Yeah, exactly. You you had a Drew Bledsoe, Jerry Rice. I'm curious. God, that's your era. Jesus, I was so old by that time. I had so much football under my belt. You were doing stand up, dude. That was 97. Yeah. yeah, You were a year into the game. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 it was uh, when you think of a bear player, a bear player. We're getting ready for the for the list here. Who's the first bear player that you truly remember, like being like that is the, my favorite player? Of Curtis Conway. 
Yeah, Curtis Conway had some good moments. I loved Curtis Conway. Yeah, yeah, he was a decent receiver. Because yeah. because of Jerry Rice, I was all about the wide receiver. Yeah. I didn't get into quarterbacks really until people started making fun of me that the Bears didn't have one. Yeah. As a kid, I never gave a shit about the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you want to see who was catching a ball. I hear I you. mean, we had Eric. I think it's just because when I was immediately aware of football, Eric Kramer was the quarterback. Yeah. And he was really good. So I was just like, well... Yeah, we got a decent quarterback. So like, as long as you got Curtis, him throwing to Curtis Conway. Yeah, yeah. I remember Curtis Conway broke his collarbone one year early in the season, and I like almost cried. Yeah, like I was like, "That's our year." Yeah, <laughs> like that's the w- fucking what is Marty Booker is gonna fucking yeah, catch for a thousand yards. That's being a sports fan, my friend. <laughs> that's what happens when you cheer for a team that's mired in mediocrity, and th- and that's what happens when you when you fuck with a shark for too long. You know, yeah, did he take, get it? I've been taken Shaw down. Just yeah, he just he got gives it. the Absolutely. shark one little kick, dude. They, they usually cut it at this point, exactly. Yeah, I've seen enough of this. Well, do you <laughs> want to crack into the first part of this list? Here? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go into it. Absolutely. Do you want to watch Hallmark while we do it, or do you want to keep Jaws? Uh, let, let, let's pop on Hallmark and then we'll guess Hallmark uh, as we're going through the list. So Hallmark, I'm sure, is the the 27 hour day okay so someone's schedule is very busy obviously that's got to be yeah. one of the motifs workaholic oh look at how yeah. exhausted she is i know <laughs> i just can't sit down with a good book or is it just exhausted being a mom i hope i'm not disturbing you no not at all since you mentioned you do a podcast i thought maybe this Ooh, very modern look at those jank ass headphones you have on them if you'd like that's so nice of you but you might need to go to a flea market and get some analog tape for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks. Throw that through someone's I, window. I, I hate to say That's it. That's the kind of tape recorder you throw that for someone's window for being the only black family on the town. Here's another reason why I don't like this. They get there's a certain cuteness to the women that I have to admit. Oh, that yeah. I, that you kind of find appealing. <clears throat> Those are girls you can put in that big case my but dad it's built. It's just like, God, it's just so... It's I am so, taking a vacation. The saccharineness of the sweetness it. of it is so gross. This thing just started, I think. 20 minutes in. It's a 27-hour no. day. Oh. So I'm going to guess right away before we get into yeah. this. She wants to take a vacation, and she's going to have to do like the busiest day of her life when she declares that she finally wants time off. Yeah, like it's a real dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. God. So the Arizona Cardinals' worst quarterback in franchise history is Lamar McCann. I, I got a minute. I, I had no idea who A lot was. of these are weird yeah, fucking old 50s school. and 60s. I, I feel like what they're trying to do is almost like puncture the fan base that might actually defend this player. I'll go with no, the... Bo- here's- no, I'm, I'm, I'm a young Gen Y uh, a sports fan, and I'm going to pick apart your uh, perceptions of what was good and bad. <laughs> no, I like what I like, and I can defend my positions. What I like Cloud. about this, though, is they do this thing. They do a bottom line after everything. I'll read the bottom yeah, lines. Yeah. The Cardinals have no shortage of candidates from which to pick in this, but McCann stands out as the worst of the lot. Uh, the worst of the lot. Uh, consider the then Chicago Cardinals chose him with the second pick of the 54 draft. Yeah. Then McCann failed to throw more touchdowns and interceptions and complete more than 50% of his passes in any of his five seasons with the Cardinals. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons at some fucking stooge named Randy Johnson. Not the big unit. Yeah. Yeah. Medium to small unit, apparently. Who, who was that again? The Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, I, I have no idea who that was. I, 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 Steve Bartkowski is the first quarterback I remember playing for the uh, for the Falcons, who was actually pretty good. He had a couple of very good years. Uh, Bartkowski's agent was uh, the guy who you know, Jerry Maguire is based on. Randy Johnson that played from 66 agent. to 70. Oh, no, wait. 
Yeah, 66 to 76. Yeah. Here's the bottom line on old Rando. He played when the Falcons had red helmets. How about that, though? That's a fun era. Oh, absolutely. I remember I, the Blitz Grits. Uh, the, the Grits Blitz. I is that what it. it is? They call it the Grits Blitz. Uh, Johnson was the first quarterback in Falcons history, uh, but endured a dreadful injury plague tenure running uh, for his life. The Falcons' first round pick played five seasons there, winning no more than three games in any of those Ooh. campaigns. Ooh. He made just 10 starts in his final five seasons after Atlanta cut him in 71. Yeah, he had a tough go of it. They well, were a bad team. Yeah. yeah. You remember the original Atlanta Falcons? No. Keith, I don't even remember what year they came into the like, league. They came in 1966. Oh. Was he okay. I was born in 1960. This picture of him doesn't look like 66. Yeah, it looks he, like early 70s. Yeah, things. yeah. Well, he, I think he played till, played till 71, they yeah. were saying. So uh, 1977 is the year I attained sports consciousness and awareness. So well, Kyle Bowler for the Ravens. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, he was a guy. He was a bust. But he also played for a while. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that one I could I see. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess the worst quarterback is the guy who played two snaps because he sucks so bad he couldn't play. The they position. said we thought about putting Trent Dilfer in this space, but Dilfer's numbers actually weren't bad. Weren't as bad as bowlers who the Ravens traded up to select. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, Dilfer was competent. Buffalo Bills, Dennis Shaw. Yeah, he stunk. Nine-year career, seventy to seventy-eight. Yeah, I, I remember. So you him saw being, him with for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, because the Chiefs were terrible. Seventy-eight, terrible football team in the late seventies. Everyone terrible. wore the fucking Larry Staubach face mask. Larry Staubach. They're fucking <laughs> Larry Zonka. Jesus no. Christ, Roger Staubach. Roger. They both had the same face mask. The single. Two fu- other no, two, other two. It was the yeah. two singles. Yeah. Connected by the two little toothpicks. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like yeah. they thought quarterbacks needed their entire face out <laughs> to see. Yeah. To see. Yeah, even the, yeah, you your blast in the and eye. And Larry Zonka had the two little thin straight ones. And he was like a, a power back. Yeah. He was 238 pounds as a running back. That was a big guy back then running. Oh, he was know? on cocaine too? Well, I don't think Zonka was Didn't that. Didn't he sell it or something like that? No, 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 no. No, that was Mercury Morris. It was okay. Mercury Morris, Jim Kick, who's now deceased, and Larry Zonka with, with this, the triad for those great uh, Dolphin teams that I never, I don't remember them. I was too young to remember them, but, but the Dolphins had a legacy by the late 70s they were like one of the they're like one of the good teams of the afc because shula went to a couple of super bowls man in 82 and 84 with the dolphins but they they got handled in both those super bowls man they got they were ahead early on, on the redskin one but then the redskins just ground them into the turf that's when the nfc started to become like really big and strong. wasn't that when they had that hip hip hooray fucker on the the coach who was the coach of the redskins who was like a big boy scout they're, no. the, they almost beat the Dolphins oh, in the undefeated. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, well, that's, George uh, Allen or George something Allen. like that. Who's, hip, hip, hooray! Yeah, he was yeah, like an yeah. old school. We song. like a Georgian in the bone <laughs> He'd sing like men going out to sea in you know 1923. Fucking and the men and they went to the other lumberjack sort of, songs. Hey, and shit. hey, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Allen, you know, Allen was. Uh, yeah, he was a cheerleader. Uh, his kid was a, is an right wing senator from Virginia. Oh yeah, totally conservative, like really conservative center. So senator. it says Shaw had his best season with the Bills in his rookie campaign, throwing for twenty five hundred yards, uh, ten touchdowns, or a, a ten to twenty touchdown interception ratio that somehow netted him the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in seventy. But Shaw led the NFL in interceptions twenty six in seventy one and never topped two thousand yards passing in a single season well, again. Also, the fact is they were just like our best athlete is OJ, OJ Simpson. Simpson. We were going to hand it off to him. We're not going to. Fu- the passing game has matured a lot. It's matured a lot. That being said, the rules back then again the the main rule being the receiver you could chuck the receiver for ten yards in their route. 
You know, they could chuck them. I mean, they would beat receivers up. The timing pass. I mean, the timing now is so much better because they don't get beat up on their route running. Back then, you would they would mug wide receivers. They say, rest in peace, you know? Rashawn Salam. I know. Isn't that chat. great? Wow. He's the first guy you remember being like one of your favorite uh, uh, bears was yeah. Rashawn Salam. God, that, yeah. What, what, what an age difference. Jesus. Curtis Conway was awesome. I'm just going over the chat to see what everybody's yeah. getting in. Oh, yeah. Johnny Knox. Remember him? He got paralyzed on the bears. I, I don't, the receiver he got hit oh, and yeah. his fucking spine bowed back he got hit back uh, oh man yeah fuck and then ray caruth oh yeah ray caruth was he, was he a murderer oh yeah or like he planned or like he paid someone to do it but he's definitely in jail for murder oh. carolina panthers worst quarterback of all time is chris winkie according to yeah, stadium yeah, he, was, he was bad he was bad well, he was 37 years old when he yeah. got <laughs> that blew my mind it shouldn't have been illegal he was in the national championship game against michael vick literally a 27 year old man yeah. playing against children <laughs> that's why they were so good yeah well, absolutely absolutely fucking that fuck. no, he was like it wasn't mature. spurrier who was the fucking coach of florida state oh but bobby uh, bobby, bobby bowden 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 yeah he must have been who so is, racist dude uh he's on his deathbed he's got you know well yeah answer, all know. these black people around you got damn right he's on his deathbed well i, I guess that the guy wouldn't a, drive through life in a tank i guess he was a very good salesperson with like black families he knew how to like he'd go in and like grab babies and like give me this is some of the best peach cobbler i've ever had like he would get southern he had southern charm and i guess like he like a lot of a lot of the uh african-american athletes who played for florida state they uh, they you adored get, bobby bowden but I wonder, more, I wonder you want to get a little more dialogue here yeah absolutely helpful. i mean we're gonna yeah. do a little more this we're gonna do a little uh Guess the hallmark. Do you ever run out of ideas? Not yet. Whoa, Lauren, you are one prolific berry picker. Uh, Is this too many? Oh, no, no, no. Pick as many as you want. Uh, Although there aren't any awards at the end. Is that a true dilemma? Like in your so I'm getting the vibe that they're already on their little retreat and she's all business. Like she's she can't not just do well. You You think uptight women like this? Come on. There's <laughs> this is like she's a, she's a completely okay, uptight okay. woman and it's annoying. I'm going to do actually. I don't well, like it. Mother to go out on the lake. That is if that's something you want to do. What are these little sides? She can't figure out how to relax, crow. I know. Yep. Yeah. All right. She's being iced out for so some So do you reason. have an do you want to guess a plot yet? I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I thought I had a knack for this, but you know, I, I think Hallmark. I think their plots are more sophisticated than, than you can come. Than up I with. give them credit for, you know. So uh, I, I don't know. It, we'll it, get a little more because we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll nail it towards the end of the list here. I, I think it's there's a, this kitchen motif is information. I too. mean, this is like IKEA. They film these in IKEA. Exactly. This is all product placement too. You can probably find every one of these items on Google. God, what a again. What a bizarre genre of movie to I me. mean, they might as well have price tags on them. And, and I know it's, it's an easy target, it being so wholesome. Look at this. This is the end of Friday the 13th right here. <laughs> trying Which, to find time to explore the great outdoors and do some pleasure reading? Well, I have a hack for you. Lock away your watch, find a canoe, and... Oh, so that's what it is. She's trying to have a vacation and, like make a podcast about it oh okay okay so that's what i think the 27 hour day is is like 
she's so fucking gung-ho about work that she's fucking working on her vacation oh okay and her okay. work is about the vacation so she can't even relax about it <laughs> so there's a is that a meta thing maybe I, very I don't modern know if I it's very modern yeah it would be like if we were on vacation and i was just watching tv the whole time because i was like we have an episode next week and yeah. i have to watch yeah. tv it's like no no we just you get a, you do that to change the eye level get away from your life that's how you try to relax people don't know how to relax this this culture is just there's weird pressures that are just that I don't know. It's not chill. We don't live in a chill culture, you know, and and that's not cool. And that's all a result of this economic system that just. Argh. We'll go through Mike Tomzak. Getting back to the list here. Yeah, exactly. Mike yeah, Tomzak was the worst quarterback in Bears history. I don't agree with I, that. I think there's a lot of other candidates. Oh my God. Bob Avellini is in there. Bob Avellini was terrible. All the ones we named: fucking Moses Moreno, yeah. fucking uh, Chris Chandler. Look at Bob Avellini's <clears throat> stats and compare him to Tomzak. I'm not lying. And Avellini played. Avellini played on the team for like eight or nine years. Like it wasn't like he played four. You know, I mean, he actually had like an extensive. He was the starter for when I was a kid. Look at he that was hair. the starting quarterback like a baby joe namath he played until 86 absolutely he was on the 80 i think he was on the Cowboys. 85 bears or oh no no he was on the jets and he didn't play in 85 oh. he was a practice squad he played from 75 to 84 on the bears wow mm-hmm. so so mcmahon supplanted yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely yeah they were they knew he was better yeah avalini was not a good quarterback his numbers i think he's got 33 career you know he's bad back. when wikipedia doesn't even put him in uh, 33 touchdown passes, 69 interceptions. He had terrible stats. When the league's passing was getting a little more sophisticated. Yeah. Now that's when Dan Fouts, like, that was Joe Gibbs. 4.2 yards per attempt. Ooh. Oh, my God, that's bad. That's horrible. So they don't give, to- here's Tom Zach's stats. 42 and 31 record, 53% completion percentage, 16,000 yards, 88 touchdowns, 106 interceptions. Stats with the Bears, Uh, twenty-one and ten record, Uh, six thousand yards passing, thirty-three touchdowns, forty-seven interceptions. That 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 was Avellini to to. uh, That's Avellini to Tom Zach. Tom Zach, Avellini's worse. Avellini's worse. Uh, But Tom Zach was also surrounded probably with better talent. Although Avellini had a dominant dominant athlete in, in Walter Payton, so he should have been able to develop a bit of a play action passing game. He just he was not a good quarterback. He just was not. That's the first one of the. That's the first Bears quarterback I remember was Bob Avellini. Cincinnati Bengals Achilles Smith. Oh yeah, he was high draft choice and a real bust. Uh, but the, you can't the, think the of bungles. anyone though. You remember early bungles though. Uh, Kenny Anderson was a very good quarterback for many years. It's the first, and then they had Boomer Esiason, who was a vend- and they also had Turk Schoner. This is Linksy. <laughs> Here's why I think some Bears quarterbacks didn't get on here. Yeah, because Mike Phipps is there for the Browns. Uh, uh, here's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say Mike Phipps was terrible. But I, what we were saying before, we were talking about who we were talking about before. I'm sorry, who was the other quarterback? Tom Zach. No, not, not Tom Zach. But who was the bad? Fucking Achilles Smith. Oh no, yeah, for the Bengals. Uh, the, Dave Klinger was actually worse, I think, than Achilles Smith. Dave Klinger was, was terrible. They also had uh, God. Who else did they have that was a bad? They had some bad teams in the '90s. Bengals were a bad football team. In Board the games 1990s. not your thing either. Like one of the worst in football. Okay, here we go. Here's the relationship. You'd rather. Knit. This guy's in oh. every movie. He's like the Hallmark King. Just a ruse. I'm about to use these needles to break into the tech safe. Check my email, read a few articles I bookmarked. Is she being sarca- hand handedly sarcastic? Well, no, but they wanted Beth Stelling for this role. 
<laughs> That's that was a deep cut. She's famous though. People know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. probably got us some likes. You know who knows? You know. Don't knock it till you try it. Ooh. Take your pick. So you're gonna go in one, and I'm gonna swing my dick into your vagina. They do crazy hammock sex on Hallmark. Again, you go actually. I, you know, maybe I'm just. That's too far apart. You couldn't do anything crazy, fuck swingy with that. Hammocks are dangerous, dude. Getting in and out of them. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I've never been that comfortable. Once you figure it out, though, you want to keep getting in and out of them. They're kind of yeah. I, I, I never, I never quite got the appeal of it, and I was exposed to enough hammocks in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that I should have appreciated them more, but I never really liked them. I, like I was that. exposed to enough hammocks <laughs> in my you know life. I, mean? like, I had enough experience with hammocks. Yeah, you grew up on a coast. There's hammocks in the, you know? on the east. Yeah, and I remember, I just didn't like them. I didn't feel good. We got hammocks out here in Virginia. Se secure in them there. I just, it didn't work you for You want to sit in a hammock, yeah, boy? No one talked like that in Virginia, right? No, no. It was no, some no, weird... No, what, what is this? Here's how my uncle... Slave no, check this out. No, my, <laughs> you're going to come after me. Massacre. I mean, My on. uncle Bob was from... Virginia yeah and he let me try and figure out let me try and do an impression of my uncle Bob yeah my uncle Bob no <laughs> did I say it like no, that yeah, I kind of saw that's, that's cool uh, that's cool you know he had let me I'm gonna do something he said when he caught my cousin smoking a joint because yeah. he was like had this weird Virginia Delaware he was like a joint is more important than like he had this weird <laughs> southern like he would say words southerny, but he had that Philadelphia Baltimore shit. Yeah, with it yeah, too. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a working class. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Though there's a, there's a. We're gonna go like, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like, what the fuck are you talking? He worked yeah, at the Dover Downs racetrack in Delaware, oh, wow. and he let me and my stepdad run across the track during a race while they were on the other end to go into like the infield. That was badass. Hilarious. We were like, uh, we got to get across. No, my man. stepdad, he we had us at the gate because he was like the guy who opened the gate yeah. for the like the big gate for the cars to get onto the track. Yeah. And he just kind of slid it open, and my stepdad just goes, go, 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 go. And we ran down this big embankment. <laughs> I don't know how we weren't on TV. <laughs> That's amazing. But we got to go in the infield. I touched. So check this out. I was afraid of loud noises as a kid. Yeah. And the whole thing about going to the infield is you get to see him working on the cars and shit. Yeah. So I had these big ass headphones on. And the big thing that these kids like to do at these races is get a picture with the cars. Yeah. So you touch the car and you get a picture touching the race car. Yeah. But they were on and loud. So all my pictures are me t finger touching the car and going. <laughs> wincing Squin like yeah. Yeah, wincing in, yeah. in, in anticipation of a loud noise yeah oh man yes that's a that's a reveal <laughs> hammocks are poor people tense rob aponte is right I, I just you know i, I it's deemed it's it's pawned off as comfortable and it's just not to me i, I i'm not a believer in the hammock <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. it is very like it gives you a mark on your back it's not like a know. soft it, surface I, I'm, I'm bending and I, I don't even like i mean with bed technology being so good now you know it's just like i don't know i i, I a comfortable bed now that's comfort i wonder if i should try and find footage of me and my stepdad <laughs> running across the fucking i track. couldn't like take a five-hour nap or a three-hour nap in a hammock you want to do that no yeah you just do it in bed just go in bed and take a nap it'll fall down fucking it always snaps on you i'm a believer in the dude nap. my hammock my biggest hammock memory <laughs> check this shit out yeah 
for the weekend, the women's World Cup team won their first World Cup, and not their first one, but in '99, yeah. the first real women's World Cup. It wasn't called like the M and M's Cup and shit. Yeah. Uh, that weekend, my dad built a deck for this dude named Les. He was awesome. Yeah, uh, and we stayed at his house all weekend. And I watched fucking Jungle to Jungle in the middle of the night one wow. time with Tim Allen. Yeah. Uh, but then the next day, uh, the Cubs were fucking good that year. They were in the beginning yeah. of the year. They were good. Yeah. And fucking old Les was like, this is feeling a lot like 69. And the Cubs had just traded for Matt Karchner. Oh, yeah. They traded a pitcher by the name of John Garland Yeah, for Matt Karchner. Yeah. John Garland went on to be a great pitcher for the White Sox. I, it was, I always thought he was a bit inconsistent, but he was good in that 05 season when so, they won the World Series. I remember yeah. being on a high because the Women's World Cup, they won. So I was yeah. excited. And then the Cubs got fucking murked by the White Sox that night. It was the Crosstown Series. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sitting in his hammock in his yard just like stewing about the fucking yeah, cubs yeah 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 absolutely i remember I, matt karchner got lit <laughs> up i was uh got such a chicago karchner look at that <laughs> name it's so you cannot help it you know karchner for garland but karchner oh it's such a fucking chicago name but but it just uh i uh that 98 team that's all part of being a fan, man. Listening to a game on the radio as a kid, I remember genuinely getting pissed off during games listening on the radio, which that, that to me is like homage to like the 1920s. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. It, it, it's sort of like there's a certain appreciate there's a simplicity. And I love Were you a cuss? Did you, when, did you cuss when you would listen to the games? Or Darn it. Ooh, I started cussing fooey. a lot in, in my teenage. You ever let a fooey loose? No, 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 no. I wasn't that square. Uh, I <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I mentioned on the show before the uh, the last time I cried over a Viking game was 1980 when they were playing the Browns, and it was a, a hail mary pass to uh, Ahmad Rashad. Who was the quarterback of the Browns? Not Phipps. Oh no, 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 no! It's Brian Sipe. Who was the M? Sipe was the, the shit. The 1980 Browns. We're actually the best team in football. Raiders won the Super Bowl that year. They beat the uh, it should have Browns, been the Browns, but the Browns because the weather. The Browns uh, missed uh, two field goals and two extra points. So when they say, "Oh, they threw an interception," why did they do? Why didn't they go for a field goal? It's because their kicker had missed four kicks yeah. during the game. So they were like, "We got to go with." Our so best if you player. got to pick the winner at the end of the season based on like the performance throughout the year, it would be like you like, yeah, the Browns were the best team. I, I, the, I think the Browns. The Browns were certainly Ozzie Newsom was their tight end. It was a very good player. If there was. Bru Justice, but but the it, Browns would have won that year. Well, I mean, they, they would have. Uh, the Eagles were the best team in the NFC that year. Absolutely, that that was Vermeil kind of breaking through with Jaworski. Jaworski was very good. They had a, they had some solid players on that Eagles team, but they weren't good enough. Raiders were a savvy veteran, grizzled team. Yeah, they Rob, knew how to win a big game. In the know? chat, they're saying, "How did I like a half Mexican from the South suburbs? How am I not a Sox fan?" <laughs> There's only one Sox fan in our family. It's my uncle Ed and my grandma, and she's dead. Wow! Everyone else is a Cub fan. That's, a, that's crazy. <clears throat> my grandpa grew up a block from White Sox Park, and he's a Cubs fan. Wow! That's he said he was so close you could read your newspaper in his backyard from the lights. Oh, from the lights. Which I don't think is true because they got lights way later. Yeah. yeah. I think he just was saying like comparatively, you'd probably yeah. be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think his dad was a Nazi. I I wouldn't be surprised. I <laughs> he was I, upset with my grandpa for fighting Germany in World War II. For like going off to fight with the, uh, the, the Americans. The, the, there were certain uh, towns in, in Wisconsin. They didn't draft anyone. And towns of like 50,000 people. 
Like they, they didn't draft anyone in the first world war in particular. German. Yeah. Cause Sheboygan, like they didn't draft oh, that's anyone. Also, well, that's a German sounding. I mean, oh yeah. It's, it, it's that, it's that real, like uh, it, it's, they, they border on the fascist German in, 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 in Wisconsin. Yeah. They border on the fascist German. They're pretty conservative. Speaking of fascists, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Their worst quarterback, Eddie LeBaron. You know, I, I was a bit surprised when I saw that, but I looked at the stats. They were terrible. But Eddie LeBaron was a pretty good quarterback in the 50s for the 49ers. He was just old and small, I think. He just yeah. gotten old, you know? 5,000 yards, with the, uh, 45 touchdowns, 53 interceptions. Isn't that bad of a I ratio? think he just gets it because the Cowboys have always been winning titles, and he just didn't. Well, well, well yeah. I mean, they they stunk the first six years of their existence, or first five years. They, they made the terrible. Texans leave. Texas because they were like skidding. They wanted to like well, make now, their own thing. They the, paid the Chiefs to become the Chiefs. I know. I, I, I don't know what the full story is in that. I think that they, they moved. Yeah, the Dallas Texans moved. It was to like a deal. Kansas City. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with that. But uh, it's interesting. Tom, Tom Landry in the modern game would have been fired because they were terrible for like five or six straight years. You know? Yeah, and people knew it, but then they kind of figured it out. You know, and his, his system started to work. Dallas has had a slew of spectacular quarterbacks like Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, Danny White, and others. Was Danny White spectacular? Oh, no, he wasn't. Danny White was hated by... He followed Roger Staubach. He was okay. not like... He was so even not when like, he succeeded, they were like, fuck well, this they, guy. Well, they, they went to three straight NFC Championship games with Danny White as the quarterback and couldn't break through the Super Bowl. So because of the stallback, stallback retired after the 79 season, 80, 81, 82, the uh, Cowboys made the NFC Championship game and couldn't win it. That was the immaculate you know? reception, right? Well, not the, well yeah, with well, the Dwight Clark. That was Clark, against the Cowboys. Yeah, D- Dwight Clark. But in 80, they lost on the road to the Eagles when the Eagles lost to the Raiders in the Super Bowl. And then in 82, it was the, it was the Hogs. It was the... Uh, the Eagles who beat them, you know, or not the, the Eagles, Washington but, but the, football the, the, team, the Washington football team. Sorry, uh, the I don't point know is, fuck you can say. So, 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 Danny White was uh, always like not very well. He wasn't. He followed a legend, and he was very successful. But they didn't like that. They, you you got to win uh, Super Bowls. You know that was that was their thing. So, uh, oh, she's playing with animals. This is such a. <clears throat> production of just like we, what do we have here let's have them playing with she, a little pig this is gonna loosen her up I think she's getting she's it. gonna loosen up i think she is now now her, her barren womb he picks up the her, pig and just her, slits its throat in front of her her barren womb will now be able to bear fruit because she's relaxed now now we're gonna you eat know? this pig because after God. you play with it it gets the flavors flowing through its God. carcass that, the denver broncos steve ramsey is the worst quarterback in Denver Broncos history. I don't remember him. 70 to 76. That was just outside your fucking periphery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We'll I remember Craig Morton. Craig Morton What's was the bottom line. Frank Trapuca actually oh, had Frank a Trapuca. much. Trapuca yeah. actually had much worse numbers, but he had his a number retired and was beloved during the team's AFL days. Because he, he was the. Yeah, he was the athletic hero. When they went to the Super Bowl in 77, that was the first time the Broncos had gone to the playoffs, including AF. They were the they were the butt of the AFL. They were a terrible AFL team. They never could break through. The Rams so from yeah. sixty to seventy-seven, they, or sixty to seventy-six, they didn't go to the, any playoff games. Seventy-seven, they broke through with the Orange Crush. The Ramsey, the Ramsey era paid off for Denver because the Broncos ultimately traded him to the New York Giants for Craig Morton, who led Denver to the Super Bowl in nineteen seventy-seven. Absolutely. Uh, Joey Harrington, Detroit Lions. Uh, I think that's a they, good pick. They've had a lot of bad ones. They have, and I mean, uh, 
Gary Comlo was a terrible quarterback. Gary Danielson was a bad. Greg Landry was a bad quarterback. They had a litany of shitty quarterbacks. There's a lot to choose from. Harrington's up there, though, without a doubt. Because he was like the number three overall pick. Yeah, he was a real bust. Green Bay Packers, Randy Wright. Uh, he was a te- Randy Wrong. 84 to 80. <laughs> as, all, as all my friends used to call him, Randy Wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he was so bad. <laughs> Called Randy Ryan. Because he was so terrible. Did he play for Wisconsin? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if he would have played. Oh, that would have been such a. It was set up to be such a good story. Well, well no. Well, that, that was also how dumb the Packers were. We'll just draft the local guy. I mean, they were such a poorly run team. Do you understand how clown bad the Green Bay Packers were when I was a kid into my early 20s? Again, the first 25 years of my life, they were an embarrassment to the NFL. They stunk. Timing they were terrible. Look at that weak-ass like meal they're eating. I know. It's, <laughs> so you really needed that. Okay, now. we got to figure the, the plot out now. I, I, I'll be curious to see because her, she's cuteish, but she's way too taking tight. a break for her wellness empire. An entrepreneur, her wellness empire. Empire, God, that's a fantasy that you have. An entrepreneur develops a budding romance with a handsome man at a relaxing retreat. God, it's nothing I'm is not the type of person who hones uh, nothing in. is relaxing about what they're experiencing. Like I didn't get that. Well, vibe that's at the all. point. That's I didn't why get the vibe. Oh, that attention is supposed to be like something that's bringing them together in a way. It's like you know. Just Flirt- sit there. You just sit there and eat your meal of only side dishes. God. So Randy Wright failed and oh, he was terrible. Uh, and he, he he was there for like. Was like, he good at Wisconsin? He was decent, but it was just we're gonna draft a local guy because dude, dumb. There, there's a picture. The Packers are dumb. Of a Oakland Raider ripping him down by uh, the jersey. That, that's Howie Long. Yeah. Yeah, because he and he was a quarterback like like in '86 and '87. The Packers were ter- '85, '86. They were four and twelve. The Vikings destroyed them twice. They killed them twice. The Packers great. have been blessed with a long line of exceptional quarterbacks, with Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Bart Starr all winning yeah. championships in Green in Green Bay. But between them were wastelands in the '70s and '80s, where oh, quarterbacks like David Wright Whitehurst were, played the position. David Whitehurst sucked too. Uh, that's Charlie Whitehurst's dad, who's a backup. I think in Seattle or was he? he he's terrible. <laughs> Randy wrong in the chat. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, because he was, he was terrible. Houston Texans, Tom Savage. This is a newer one. Oh, yeah. He played at Pitt. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That's a, I think they got a litany of shitty ones, too, down there. Yeah. Well, he also didn't play for a long time. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Jeff George. You see, that just, no, that's not now, the truth. Boys, if you look at, he was I'm putting this up on pick. the screen because look at this man's fucking mullet dude he, he was the number one overall pick he I had mean, good he had years a, too he had a look at howitzer. that mullet boys boys look at jeff george's mullet he, he was also i guess he was just hated I mean, he, he couldn't last anywhere i never understood why he's the offensive like, coordinator what? at illinois now that's amazing they haven't so brett bielema hired <laughs> jeff george to be the coordinator i remember i saw george play uh, against wisconsin it was barry alvarez's first year uh, when he when he, uh, when he played for Illinois, I remember he Jeff George on the Raiders. Arm. His arm, I have to admit, his arm hit a cannon. Was amazing. It, it, Wasn't guess, he like a lockdown? Like Mel Kiper was creaming his oh, jeans. Oh, over I mean, fucking... he was the number one overall pick because his arm. When he played for the Vikings in 1999, after the 98 season, he was amazing. I mean, he was incredible for the Vikings. I mean, he, he threw because he had Moss, had Moss and Carter. It was just like going it downfield, and he, he threw the long ball well. He threw the but he. I never knew the story. He, I guess he couldn't last anywhere. He played for the Falcons. He played for the Colts. I remember the Raiders. the Raiders. He with played Napoleon for the Napoleon Kaufman. He played with the, with the, with the, uh, the Washington football team. He played you with can say all the these different teams. And it's just like, 
What, what did he do that made him such like such a, a hated figure? I, I never. George is one of the cautionary tales for anyone who puts too much stock in a prospect. The first pick of the 1990 draft to Indianapolis traded two players and three draft picks to select struggled yeah. and sulked through his first 49 start through his 49 start tenure with the Colts. Fans began re- referring to him as boy George, a dig at his immaturity. Boy George, yeah, uh, and a he, thinly veiled homophobic statement. You know, it's like he's a faggot. You know, anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, anyway, but yeah, I love how you won't say Redskins, but you'll say that. <laughs> no, but 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 the whole thing about uh, with <laughs> maybe, maybe I have to resolve my issues around yeah. um, uh, Native American. Yeah, would you burn a reservation you know? down? <laughs> but no, the um um. What we were saying with uh, with Jeff I remember, at that era, I remember there's I got a quick little story about that era of sports in the 90s. Yeah. and this and I, and I was coming of age in the early nineties. It was my late teens, early twenties. It was my early twenties. I'm gonna go get my diet. And I was watching watching LSU and Duke play college basketball, and the entire LSU fans chanting, uh, "Leitner is a faggot." Oh yeah. I mean, chanting in like we're talking like fourteen thousand people chanting the word faggot. It's like wow. Well, That's, they hated uh, Christian Leitner. Yeah, but it's all I, I couldn't stand him either. Christian Leitner is a I, I couldn't because he acted like a black eye. Did you not like? No, that? I, I just because it, it represented. I just didn't. And the Duke Marquis was like, I got very, we're the best college basketball got, team because we do it the right way. I got very Howard Sterny uh, right there for a second. Sorry. You didn't like the blacks? Is that why you didn't like yeah, it? Yeah, huh? no, Listen to me. No. Listen to me. <laughs> I've been watching old Howard Stearns, and I notice he does that. People will try and answer his question or tiptoe around. He'll go, listen to me. Listen to me. No, yeah, listen to yeah, me. Yeah, he's trying to get. It's actually a great radio move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, listen to me. How you just did it, how you yeah. tried to take it, you got to immediately take it back. Listen to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'd react to that if you did that. To oh, me. dude, it's some not. People, but yeah, people, some people are like, no, don't do that. You know, I, I, I mean, I he was know. interviewing Letterman. I was watching a Letterman oh, interview, oh, yeah. and Letterman was good at, bo- but he was shitting on Letterman's producer. He was like, let me tell you about Morty. He's a schmoozer, <laughs> and he didn't bring anything creative to the show. That's he was like, he, he goes, let me tell you why you fired your producer. Morty's a schmoozer. He doesn't bring anything creative to the show. The show's at its peak. You need people that cr- throw him under the and bus. And Letterman man. goes because he's on the radio, and but there's a video. <laughs> now but letterman goes you couldn't be more correct you, you, you couldn't be more wrong you couldn't be more wrong yeah because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like howard's nailing it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny but he's like not afraid to just be like yeah the, your best friend producer he was a schmoozer and untalented and that's why you fired him right listen to me listen to me that's why right god Trying to get into Letterman's head and say, yeah, they had a relationship stern with yeah. on Letterman. At the end of know? the interview, he goes, you're so sensitive. I can't believe it. <laughs> he was so because he was going at him. Yeah. Yeah. He's exactly. like, Did you, you're you best friends with Did Carson teach you how to chase broads. Listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Stern rules. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I remember Stern when I was 12 at DC 101. That's what oh, I yeah. Stern. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember, and it was like. I mean, this was like a different thing for radio. My brother and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Oh, oh. good uh, thing it, that didn't land on the equipment, huh? Yeah, exactly. But no, I, uh, you know, I, I remember watching. Am I in frame? I here? spilled it all over myself. The, the boys saw that. Am I in frame? I just want to make sure. I oh, yeah. Okay, good. I, just want to, I, I tapped this accidentally. Oh, yeah. No, oh, you're good. They're making a gingerbread house together. Crow, I wanted to make a gingerbread house my whole life. I've never made a gingerbread house. Have you? Well, uh, it sounds no, like a but blast. it just of course that it reaches my expectations. This making gingerbread houses. It's like I'm sorry. I find it so sappy. Uh, I really am so. It, here. Of, it offends my it offends my sensibilities. 
Hallmark offends my sensibilities. We're gonna fight I, through I, it. I don't know why. I, I, I really. Have I kind of like it. It's good, like cleaning the house movie. God. You know. I know. I know. But I, do you want to change it now that we've guessed it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jaws yes. two is on. Oh, this was. I remember it's still trying. It, they made the conscious choice to turn it into a slasher movie. Basically, I did get wet, like like, like, like a slasher, uh, Mike Myers type movie. They tried making it more of like a, a, a an orthodox horror. Yeah, this it blows up here. It blows up. You know, I mean, people were fr- when Jaws two came out. It was like, oh my god. I mean, sequels were not. You know, the sequel, this is when it truly began. Yeah, this is a big scene. Oh, I pour the gas on myself. I like how the pacing's going because you're going to do 30 minutes on the Vikings. Because <laughs> you've been stewing about this all day when we get to the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, so look at this. Oh, the shark's on fire, yeah. That, that, that's the first five minutes of the movie. That, that's how they hook you. We're going to hook you with a giant explosion at the beginning. Well, because it's a, it is a, Jaws 2 is about a different shark, right? Like it's the well, yeah, son of yeah, Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for some reason the big sharks come back, and it's only William Shaw because uh, 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 Shaw had died by this time. He died of a heart attack, I think. With you know, so Shaw, well, Shaw had also been killed because so Hogan asked me that on Nerdery. He goes like, because I was like, Jaws four is the shit, and he goes, wait though. He goes, they blow the shark up in two. Yeah. He goes, so how is it the same shark that's seeking revenge? No, no, it's a, just a different shark. That's all. It's the, the different big shark. <laughs> <laughs> there's no explanation. It's just, there's not like the son of yeah, but but they, they play it up that way. Like in three and four, there's this curse element they try to play. I always thought with. they just replayed the end of the first one. <laughs> yeah, well, Smile, where, you son of a bitch. This is where they give away how they kill the shark. Yeah, when they they pull up the cable. You know, so Jacksonville Jaguars. Blaine Gabbert is their worst quarterback in history. Yeah, he's pretty bad. He's their Mitch. Yeah, uh, but they also had Blake Bortles in there. He's he's probably in the running, but Can, I, yeah, you know, he's not that. But he's a backup somewhere no. right now. I mean, it's and like, I just think it's uh, the worst because they had such a good quarterback at first. Who Jackson? Like they started with Brunel. Yeah, Brunel. Brunel was a very wise pickup man. I remember when they they lost to De- or they was, beat Denver in '96. Was Brunel ever a threat? Like, did Favre get hurt for a couple series and Brunel did well? Favre never got hurt, man. Because I wonder why. The Jaguars saw something, or did they just end up with him in the expansion well, draft? Well, it, it was uh, Brunel, and also I think was it Ty. One of the Detmers was uh, there's a third string quarterback, and it was basically I mean it was Holmgren and Mariucci and a bit of Gruden just being able to develop these quarterbacks. You know, they I mean they, they could tell that they were talented backups. They had, they had a very good grooming. You know, I mean Holmgren was deep. He was very much he was the coach of quarterback of, whisperer of, yeah. of Joe Montana. You know, and was able to sort of get the best out of Joe Montana, who was obviously a great quarterback. So, uh, you know, he uh, but they knew that Favre was the true talent. Favre was the true yeah. talent. Rob Aponte says gingerbread houses are a kind of white utopia. It's it's I don't get it. I, I, I just. I yeah. It, Especially when you they come with just cookie and you got to paint everything. Usually they're a little pre-assembled. Uh, Bailey says Byron Leftwich, but Leftwich was good. And he's actually a great offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Leftwich actually had a deep playoff run in there. Oh, uh, I think. Didn't they lose to the Patriots in 07? Yeah. The undefeated year that didn't happen. Yep. 
Yeah, they, they, oh, it was one of those things where you knew they were going to lose because the Jaguars gave the Patriots a run for like they didn't get oh, yeah. blown out. Oh, absolutely. It was one of those things where you're like, oh, they might be getting a little tired here. Well, well, well Jacksonville played a great game and still lost by 14 points, I think, or something. I mean, Jacksonville yeah. was fine. It's just New England knows. Got an old fisherman here. Yeah. You, need, where, you is, need the old man in the beanie cap at some point. This is where they, they oh, they're going to, oh, they're going to wrong foot the audience. You think it's the shark. No. Is it the shark? I don't know. Is it a body? I'm going to wrong foot. No. It's actually the giveaway of how the shark gets killed. This is the, what do you got here? Oh, and then they, they give it away. This is the foreshadowing of how they get the shark. What is it? Drop it. It's a power line. Oh, yeah, they electrocute it. Yeah, they electrocute it. It's a power line. Which, think about that. that. That's a pretty ridiculous death at the end. He has to time, like, he's, he's using is a Is this when he says, smile, you son of a bitch? No, that's, that's, in, that's the end that's of Jaws. First, yeah. That's, which is great. That's a great moment, you know. In this one, he, he's, because all these kids, they, they, turn, they made the choice to turn it into a teen slasher movie. So it's a lot of uh, screaming teenagers, because they knew that was the audience. The teenagers have to identify, you know. Ooh, The Rock. It's so bad. Kansas City Chiefs, Todd Blackledge. Oh, yes. That, that, that is actually a very... Uh, he was picked... Uh, before uh, M- Marino, he was the second quarterback of that famed '83 draft, and he was terrible. That's actually a very good one. Yeah, he, I mean, because Bill Kenny was actually a pretty good quarterback. But yeah, they, they, they tried it because Blackwich was coming off of the uh, 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 the championship uh, uh, for Penn State in '82, so they thought he was a good leader or something. But it was it was Elway, Todd Blackledge, then I believe it was Jim Kelly, then it was Ken O'Brien, and then it was uh, Dan Marino in the 83 draft. He was the second overall dra- uh, quarterback drafted. They could have had Dan Marino, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm going down here. Yeah. I'll just figure I put some football on. While so we what, what did they this. say about Blackledge? Uh, Here's the cr- bottom cross- line on old Todd. Uh, cross-reference um, my knowledge because I think it's, it's pretty good with Blackledge. It wasn't just that Blackledge couldn't stay on the field, but Kansas City couldn't have uh, had any uh, number of better options in the 83 draft. Blackledge was selected seventh overall, the second yep. quarterback chosen, and arguably the greatest draft in quarterbacks in NFL history. Yep. Blackledge couldn't even complete even 50% of his passes in his 24-start tenure with the Chiefs, which could have been enough to put him on the list. When you add the fact that Kansas City passed on Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, yeah. Uh, to and Dan Marino to pick Blackledge from Penn State. He's arguably the most uh, obvious selection yeah. on this list. Yeah, yeah, you know he, you know, um, Las Vegas Raiders, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, three hundred pound quarterback, number one overall. That 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 was. Uh, <laughs> he was so big, dude. Yeah, well, they thought he that, was awesome at LSU. Well, they were they were thinking they were getting Dante Culpepper. Culpepper had an impact on the game. Oh yeah, you know, but, I think he was more so than McNabb was the guy that got people to really believe in black quarterbacks. Well, I also and kind of the the uh, the running option too, like having having you know your quarterback has got has got to be able to run some. It can't just purely be a statue back there. Because McNabb know? was a little small. Culpepper, I think, was the first oh, yeah. like statuesque huge. black quarterback. Yeah, and he was early in his career. <laughs> he was the uh, early in his career. He was very fast. He blew his knee though, and he was never the same. He's one of those guys who blew his knee, and the, and the career was oh, over. The stream's bad again for some reason. Mm-hmm. Is this a uh, Georgia? And, oh, oh God! Yeah, they, they didn't pay attention to the social distancing down there. You know. All right, so it's saying the stream's bad again, guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, but we were we were watching uh, Southeastern Conference football. We were watching uh, who was that? Charlie Powell. No, oh, that's fine. back. We're back. Former Florida coach. 
All right, we're back. God, it's excellent again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> these okay. are the hardships of live streaming. We got the Chargers next. Oh, uh, <laughs> let, let, let me just put a guess in there for that Chargers one. Well, they had Breeze and they tra- they got rid of and traded and resigned. I think. Are you joking? No, no, no. I'm trying to think who the worst one ever is. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's not Fouts. Out Fouts was great. No, it, Mark Herman. Ryan Leaf. Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah Could have drafted I, Peyton Manning. Yeah, but, you know, that's. Dude, Ryan Leaf almost beat the Michigan Wolverines in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's now a motivational speaker. He's actually. He got, fills in for Rich Eisen on his show. He's a yeah, great radio guy yeah, now. Yeah. He's actually chilled out and not on pills anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think he went through a real. Um, there was a. Uh, <clears throat> he had to grow up. You know, and and he did. I think he did. So he, his addiction thing, and like he, I mean, he committed crimes and shit. You know, I think he was like a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, criminal. dude, yeah, carjackings and shit. Yeah, like stealing, knocking off drugstores, stealing and from crap, kids. Man, I mean, <laughs> Ryan Leaf stole my bike. But but I, I think he was like he was he was uh, he turned into a criminal. It's hard to amazing. believe some actually thought Leaf shouldn't uh, should uh, should have been picked ahead of Peyton Manning in the 1998 NFL draft, but Leaf's tail was similar to that of Russell's. But the Chargers had to trade up to acquire the rights to draft Leaf. They really give teams a hard time for that for trading up exactly. <coughs> well, and and that'll be Trubisky, you know, with him, you know. <coughs> I love South Carolina's jerseys. Yeah, the real USC. Yeah, <laughs> Chick Fil A. Starting lineups. We fucking love Chick-fil-A well, here. How did this get turned? Well, what exactly is this? Is, oh, because I just had football. It's the only thing oh. that has active football on it. Oh, okay, back okay. to Jaws too. It's cool. It's all good, man. I just, you know. I didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. Know. The Hall of Fame is on. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. That's what we, we, yeah, yeah, this okay. Guy, yeah, yeah. 1980, he was elected. Harold Carmichael. Man of the year, oh, fucking Edron James got in. No, no, Jimmy the, Johnson. Yeah, this is a... Look at this class. Harold Carmichael got in. After a lifetime of... Wow, Does I mean, that make I, you happy? Well, uh, he, he, he had a, a reception streak that was against the Vikings. Uh, they didn't win that game, though. I know that for a fact. Because, they, yeah, he was 6'8". He was tall. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is every player's dream. He's Roman Gabriel. They are called the Gamecocks, too. That's what's cool yeah. about South Carolina. Yep. Uh, so the Los Angeles Rams, Zeke Bratkowski. Ooh, I thought they had worse. What about Dieter Brock? He was terrible. Or he, even, he, Vin, do you know Vince Ferragamo does abs- fucking uh, commentary for the Rams now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he, uh, he had a run in 79. He was good in 79. And then he went to the CFL. They paid him more money. That gives you an indication that there actually was a little bit of a comp, a little uh, fucking option, buzz, a little comp. Well, was, moon, they had moon. That, that was pre USFL, because uh, when the USFL came in, that was a, the best thing for the players because their salaries got much higher as a result. Yeah, Isaac Bruce, you know, he also uh, Harold Carmichael had a streak. I think of, didn't he uh, play for the Bear for the Cowboys? Carmichael for a little bit. No, 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 no. He played his entire career with with the Eagles. Eagles. Seventy one to like eighty three. That was back when you did that. When you respected who drafted <laughs> you, you you, yeah, you just yeah. were a slave to them the whole time. Yeah, that that was before something called free agency. You didn't ask you dinosaur. For, you didn't need any incentives. No signing bonus. These guys got murdered. Got they it. needed day jobs in the off season, and they loved it. Harold Carmichael. Look at that. Yeah, well, he had a, a catch streak. I mean, he, he had the longest catch streak. He had the, like 92 games. Harold Carmichael's like, thank God it fucking looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> He's old now. Miami Dolphins. Who do you think it is? Um, He went to a Super Bowl. He sucked with the guy who Marino replaced. 
Woodley, Damian da- Woodley, David Woodley. But he probably, they probably wouldn't say that because he went to a Super Bowl. But he was not that good, David. Thank David you. Woodley. But it was Chad Henney. Yeah, he's pretty bad. The the the, the, the Dolphins have sucked recently. And now, oh yeah, the Finns. Uh, who do they have for the Vikings? Um, is that who's next? Yeah, Joe Cap. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, he wasn't a pretty player, but he was like a Ooh, he tough played, leader. He played for the Boston Patriots. Patriots, absolutely. He was an AFL. I think he went to the AFL. Stats with the Vikings. 40 games, 23-12-3, back when there were ties. Yeah, absolutely. 50.2% completion percentage, 4,807 yards, 37 touchdowns, 47 interceptions. Yeah, you know. He ran a lot, you know. Here's the bottom line on cap. Joe Cap's tenure proves the win-loss record isn't everything when judging quarterbacks, particularly in Minnesota, which has a slew of successful signal callers through its NFL tenure. Yeah, not recently. (laughs) In his best season, 1969, Cap completed just 50.6% of his passes and threw for just 1,726 yards in 13 games, and the Vikings went 12-2. Yeah, well, the defense was great. Oh, yeah. That was the real purple people ears. That's when, that's when it just started. That's when Alan Page was young and Eller was young and, and Marshall was still youngish, you know? Yeah. But Cap threw just one playoff touchdown to four interceptions and turned the ball over three times in Minnesota's stunning 23-7 to loss to the Chiefs in Super Bowl Four. There was still, you know, Super Bowl Three had not become the the... The thing that that was, was the first Super Bowl for, right? The first like Super Bowl, the first one called the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I, that's actually a good question. I don't know. I, I think Super Bowl one was Super Bowl one. I think it was still called that. When was the real merger? Five was when it was actually the merger. Yeah, right? the merger. That was the first one post merger because uh, so it was still the AFL and the NFL. So the Vikings technically do have an NFL championship. It was just in 1969 yeah. and they lost the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But technically they have an NFL. It's the last one because the leagues merged. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings played the Chiefs the first game of the next season. They used to do that. And the Super Bowl teams playing. Like the, the next, that's like know? the Community Shield you know? in England. Yeah. The winner of the FA Cup plays the team who win who won the Premier League. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's great. It's it's good drama. It's like it the first it, game of the season. You know, exactly, T- kicks it off, so to speak. And they call it know? the Community Shield because it's like a charity game. Yeah, no, no. Yes, it, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, that that's that's when it began with them. Uh, with that, with their good defenses, and they got so people still thought the NFL was better than the AFL. They were twelve and a half point favorites and lost twenty three to seven. Never that Chief that. team was loaded though, man. They had very good athletes. It's some very good players. Otis Taylor was a very good football player. He's a guy that they think should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And he's not. Because, you know, the stats weren't as big back then, but he was a great The Herald looks like the Marvel logo. The Herald Carmichael, they stole the Marvel logo. Uh, One can only wonder if the Vikings could have had a championship under the belt if they had hung on to Fran Tarkenton, whose 68 trade paved the way for Cap's emergence as the starter. Absolutely. And then then they traded for Tarkenton after the 72 season and then went to the Super Bowl three of the next four years. Like Tarkenton was very much. Do you think if Tarkenton could have just avoided the Steelers and the the Raiders? You know, it's unfortunate. They just weren't as good as those teams. And the Vikings were a good football team. They were a very good football team. But. Those teams were great, man. They Those offenses the, were dynamic I mean, at the time. Well, I mean, the Dolphins were just great. The 73 Dolphins, they said that that team was actually better than the 72 Dolphins. They lost two games. They said it was just a better team. And then, and then 74, they're, they're facing the steel. Oh, here's Vermeil. There's Vermeil in the crowd. Goes, James Bailey, how the fuck is the Rams quarterback, the worst quarterback, not Tony Banks? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, Tony Banks is pretty bad. Trent Green just for getting hurt like a puss. Yeah. New England Patriots, Jim Plunkett. 
I don't agree with this because Plunkett was great later on for the Raiders. Oh, he won two Super Bowls. I mean, they, they got him for the waiver fee of a hundred bucks. Uh, he got. I remember Plunkett with the 49ers. Played for fifteen years. Yeah, I remember him playing with the 49ers. That was, he, he was the first overall pick for them, right? Or no, that was for, after for, that, for right? The Patriots was the yeah. first overall pick out of Stanford. They had god awful offensive lines. God awful offensive lines. He got the living shit kicked. out He of threw him. a lot of picks with because, the Patriots because he just got the shit kicked out of him. He, he did no time. Was he Native American? Oh, I th- yeah, I think he might be uh, indigenous. He looks yes. like fucking uh, the Night Stalker. Yeah, his uh, both of his parents are blind. I'm going to confirm this with the chat here, uh, that Jim Pluckett looks like Richard Ramirez. Uh, I-, I think that, that <laughs> there is a vague similarity. Yeah, yeah, That's young Plunkett. Wow. Let me get it a yeah, good picture. Stanford yeah. beat Ohio State. Stanford beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl in 1971, and Ohio State was great. And it was because of Plunkett. Plunkett threw for like 265, had a totally good game, and just sliced up uh, Ohio State, who was like the dominant team in college football at that time. Stanford beat them. Oh, in the Rose Bowl. I think I might and know he, why. And then he was the number one overall pick. I think I might know why the stream is jumping, and it's yeah. no big deal. But she's never been watching something before. Oh, okay. She's watching. Uh, oh, Larry's watching. Uh, Ted Lasso. So that's why oh, the yeah, stream absolutely. jumps every now and again. It's all so, good. Okay, though. let's go through more. Of them. But yeah, he looks like Richard Ramirez, hardcore. Absolutely. That's why he was so bad. He was night stalking. <laughs> he quit night stalking after the fucking. Wow! What a. God, what, what an 80s serial murderer. Here's the bottom line for Plunkett. It's easy to forget that Plunkett started his standout career in New England and would have been considered a colossal bust based on his tenure there. Plunkett was the first overall pick in 71, but showed yep. inaccuracy and a penchant for interceptions, particularly in 74 when he led the NFL with 22. Steve Grogan unseated him as starter and <laughs> after five ineffective games in the 75 season. after And after two mediocre seasons in San Francisco, Plunkett showed some of that promise with the Raiders where he led them to four playoff appearances in a pair of championships he was great in the super boy he could throw the ball deep he had a good deep ball and that was his skill new orleans saints well, i was gonna say he's Schuler. no no he was a redskin he was the redskin didn't he yeah. play or bobby didn't want another bobby a bear but bobby a bear was decent yeah uh the, the saints have a lot to choose from archie manning was decent quarterback but he they had stabler <laughs> They had. I'm trying to think back in the and then recently. The Aints. Well, they were the. Well, they, all, they all said they they've had Breeze. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's Archie Manning. They say Archie. Manning. Archie Manning is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Seventy-one to eighty-four. He he had the he misfortune played. of just. He like, played for the Vikings. He played for the Vikings in eighty-four. I remember. That. The, the, were the, you excited? Were you like, "Fuck, we like, got Archie they Manning." Got, they had to get him because Kramer was hurt. So when they got him, <laughs> <laughs> they played the Bears. When the when the Bears' defense started to get great, they sacked him nine times. Hell yeah, dude! Now, that, that was the '84 team. When was that the game when McMahon was out and Peyton blocked the guy, or was that '85? That was '85. '84. Uh, the, the Bears' defense started to get. The 84 team has the most sacks ever in the history well, of football. Well, yeah. Not the 85 team. The I think I've heard team. Peyton say that he thinks the 84 team was actually better than the 85 team. They just well, their defense, they just weren't ready to beat the, the Niners. They, they, they had made the breakthrough where their defense started to get really good. Well, they beat the Redskins, who were a great team back then, in, in, in D.C. That was a good triumph for them, where Peyton threw a touchdown pass to Dennis McKinnon, I believe. Could be wrong. It might, it might have been uh, golf. So it's Archie Manning, New York Giants. Joe Pisker, Pisarich. Oh, Pisarich. Oh, Look at this yeah, fucking but, mustache. We're but, going showing this the, to the this, fucking this chat. The, this is the first quarterback I remember being the, a quarterback for the Giants. 
Really? It's, it's Joe Pisarchik. This guy looks like it my dad. This looks like my fucking dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was, yeah, this, he was a 70s. He was a backup for the Eagles. I mean, I think he had like an eight year career. What eight was it? seasons. Yeah. 77 to 84 Eagles for four years at the tail end. You know, he made a few bucks, you know. He, he was terrible. Those 18 touchdowns teams. to 43 interceptions. Th- those giant teams I love that then? Giants logo. I think they need to go back to it. Yeah, th- that's the first one I remember. Absolutely. That that team was so bad. The Giants were a terrible football team in the late 70s. Terrible. I mean, a shameful, t- <laughs> shamefully bad football team. And they have some proud fans. <clears throat> Yeah, Ramirez is Jim Plunkett. Let's start that rumor like Alex Jones is fucking uh, I don't want to do Bill that. Hicks. You know, <laughs> Jim Plunkett is Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Dave Brown largely gets mocked as the worst quarterback in Giants history, usually because of New York's decision to spend the first overall pick of the 92 supplemental draft on him. But Piscarsic. Pisarchik. 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 Fucking Italians. I, well, well I, he's more of a Chicago. Pisarchik. Pisarchik. Sergeant Pisarchik <laughs> down there. He's in the 10th ward, you know. You know, down there. <laughs> Pisarchik lost 19 of his 27 starts in a giant uniform, and he authored perhaps the lowest moment yeah. in franchise history yep. when he fumbled away to game against the Eagles in a loss that has since been dubbed the miracle at the Meadowlands. Oh, yeah. He was the quarterback, but that was also the wrong play call. And that play was, I remember when that play happened, and I was watching it live. <laughs> uh, Rob Aponte says Ramirez is Plunkett on a hunger strike. <laughs> uh, New York Jets, Christian Hackenberg. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, oh, wow. Got it yet. 16, 17, he, two he's seasons. He's recent. God, yeah, they, they, he, got to, he had some hype coming out of college. Yeah, he, he didn't cut it. Uh, yeah, good career at Penn State throwing us to stalwart receivers like Chris Godwin during his three years there, but he was inaccurate in practice in the preseason and was rarely even active over the course of two forgettable seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Philadelphia Eagles, Bobby Thomason. I don't even know who that is. He played in the 40s. Yeah. We'll even, well, they we'll used to be a force. That. They used to be a force. Like in the, this is back when they would take still shots of quarterbacks leaping in the air and throwing oh, the I, ball. I remember <laughs> old football cards being that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like one of them was like, I always like we're gonna look. At, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is like George Blanda or some Bobby. Lang- oh yeah, they would absolutely. I remember that being a pose. Because I think that's how you threw. You were like on the run all the time, so they probably did throw like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I think it just it looked dynamic. Sh- sh- jump up it in shows the air, motion. You know, yeah. Hey, you know, the people will like it. Yeah, but but it it is uh, when I think of. Fo- pull up like football, like offensive lineman football cards from like the early seventies. If you nineteen seventies <laughs> football cards, oh, yeah, if like the early. Oh, is Cliff Harris is getting in. Oh my god, Cliff Harris. Oh my god, <laughs> he was a safety for the Cowboys. I I couldn't stand. I love that this is on co- up Cowboys. I couldn't stand them. The Cowboys suck. What a Cowboys looking guy too! Look at that fucking goatee. That's how that's it's Charlie Waters. Who's got a goatee? Look at that man. That guy looks like fucking uh, a character that Tom fucking uh, who's that British fuck that British I I butchered the riff. Yeah, that's okay. It's It's gone. That's okay, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that, he he was a safety, and that was that, that was uh, Charlie Waters was the other guy who was a total like cowboy. Oh God, God, God! Here we'll go. Images oh, it's so here. gross. It's so again the decline of the Roman Empire right in front of our very eyes. 
Is, is Cliff Harris? Is Cliff getting Harris getting into the NFL? <laughs> oh, it's because he was this glorious time in the back. Here we go, Crow. He was a decent player, but like offensive lineman football cards were hilarious back then. It, it looked like a bear coming out of hibernation. They'd be like kind of taking. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have some sixties, but there'll be some good stuff in the seventies too. There'll be some good ones. The, 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 there was Peyton. It was Jim Langer. Yeah, Jim Langer's in the hall. Who's this? Is this Mod Rashad? No, oh, that's it's, Alan, it's Alan Page. Page. OJ, <laughs> look at he's leaping. Holy Christ! That's, that's... Kenny Stabler is there. Yeah, they don't... yeah. Nineteen seventy tops. Yeah, that, that Tony Dorsett was like he was. Let's look for. Uh, it's Mel Blunt. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah, that that that, one, like, that that right there. That that was a big one right there. That that pose. That, that was, was like a lineman pose of a of a dynamic. <laughs> Chuck Benarek. Oh yeah, he he played both ways. <laughs> He was the first bisexual football. Yeah, he, oh, he went open. both ways. Chuck McNarrick was openly bisexual in the 50s. Let me go to the Adam cam so they could see that. <laughs> can you <laughs> Look at those guys. They're leaping out at you. What? I, I mean, oh, man, that must have been a time of think of the you got this one right here. Ken Willard. Look, they couldn't have the yeah, Viking logo. A- absolutely. In it. A- absolutely. Yeah, I remember though that, that that was a lower grade card. I didn't like that. Bradshaw. Yeah, that's a young Bradshaw. That whole like that Steeler emblem. Oh, there's Tarkington. You know? I'm gonna go back to the original. Yeah, there we had. go. There's Bug Bugnerick, Chuck Bednarik. Before I put an offensive lineman, I feel he like was, it was a better selection. He was a bitter old man, like late in his career when he was old. It's like that day De- Deion Sanders couldn't tackle my wife. Like on like, uh, like films saying that you're being captured. That's Earl. Is that Earl Campbell? This guy right here? No, this no, no, no. is fucking Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt was great. He was a great football player. Like Mel Blunt, I'm convinced could still play like six plays in a game today. Gail Sayers was still around in '70, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He was absolutely. All right. Didn't we'll Sayers just to... die? Didn't he just? Uh, die? Yeah, recently. Yeah. I think within a year or two. Yeah, crazy. Fucking nuts, bro. Yeah, you want to hear what this guy's got to say? String junior varsity quarterback. Oh, my God. He's going to fucking. I got to go through my entire career That's when to you know... act as if you care about my life. <laughs> you know, I was just a hard scrabble kid from a dirt town in Texas. You know, that bullshit mythology that's put out to make people go into their job. Yeah, that's what I was. I came to fuck Texas. You know, seriously. Hey, I got some so prideful. I'm majestic when I go out on my. Oh, I mean, this the ego down there is just worst gross. quarterback in Steelers history, Mark Malone. Yeah, he, well, he was a follow up to, to Bradshaw. They went to an AFC Championship game in '84. Uh, I think that's a little bit harsh. You know, he had the misfortune, like uh, like Danny White, of following a legend. You know, of uh, Terry Bradshaw. Look at that tops card. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I remember Mark Malone. I mean, he was a first-round pick out of Arizona State. That's when Noel was still coaching. I mean, they, you know, they were they had that stability thing. Look at that yeah. card. That hat. That hat was a that that was a hip hat. Like, I mean, that, that sort of embroidered hat. I think that's actually kind of a cool looking hat. It now. is really fucking cool. You know, that that, that was very much a, a a cool looking hat back in the day. I had a Viking hat like that with just like the cursive letters. Yeah, exactly. Embroidered in that kind of thick embroidering. So it was going to like endure. Well, well, the V for the Viking always had a hornness to it, too. Yeah, it looks like yeah. the Viking horn. Absolutely. By the time the veterans showed up, we played a couple of preseason games on the coast. 
and then headed back to Dallas for preseason. Fortunately, we got below the Mason-Dixon line, so the Negros didn't spook Harone with us. They, no, he's not. The that. train so, had a great gift card. The On the train, we ate a steak dinner with milkshakes <laughs> and baked potatoes. We then got off the train and unpacked our luggage in the training facility. Then it was the first day of practice. At the first day of practice, he's just totally going <laughs> Yeah, just verbatim. Yeah, yeah. That I was a starting free safety for the Dallas Cowboys. I then went and looked at the roster, and it had that it had actually confirmed that I was the starting safety. Look, that's my granddad. Feeling this was a Cowboy team that had repeatedly made it to the playoffs, but never won a championship. Yeah, they were determined. To he, make he, it to I mean, team. I remember him playing for a long time. I mean, him was and, he a cog? Well, a I mean, key cog. Uh, well, he was. You know, he was one. Of, he was a white safety. The white safety still. You know, the white man still had a place in the secondary <laughs> <laughs> back in those days. You know, there there was a few white cover. There's Bob Lilly. Yeah, I'm Mr. Cowboy. Defensive play, Bob. San Francisco 49ers. Steve DeBerg. Uh, yeah, he always played well enough for you to lose close. What games. the fuck is on his back? Look at this. Well, he was a. He played for a long time. He played until like the 1990s. Oh, I remember him uh, playing for the. What uh, the fuck is on his back? Wow, what is that? That that's got to be part of his. Like maybe. A, uh, um, it looks like he's spying for the FBI. It, it's part of his uh, his equipment. You know, I mean, I'm sure it was, a, it was like a. He's back like, I actually got a guy growing on my back. <laughs> it's a small man. Yeah, he was he was the quarterback that played for 17 years. He got supplanted by Montana and also by Elway, but he like he had a very good year for the 19. I stall back. For the 1990 uh, uh, Chiefs, he was actually very good for them that year. Staubach is in good shape for being like an older guy, right? Oh, well, yeah, he's you know he was a Navy. I mean, he's pretty much. Oh, he's never touched a drug or alcohol in his life. Like a perfect human being. I I get wake up in the morning and I make sure my shit's whip cracked and ruler straight, and I fucking (laughs) spank my kids for no fucking reason, even though they're adults still. I do all that shit. He's deemed. I mean, he is a hero in Texas. Yeah, he is a. Here, people look love at, Roger Stop. Look at this. Picture. This is a good man. <clears throat> this, this picture is says how it all. We should live. This picture says it all. A frightened Steve DeBerg sitting next to Joe Montana. <laughs> look at his eyes. He just sees his career fucking yeah. ending. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I think Montana was a rookie in 79. Wasn't he kind of like, why did you pick this guy? Well, yeah, he was. I think he was a third round the, pick. Third round. But I remember his his great game in college that I remember watching was the uh, Cotton Bowl against the University of Houston, uh, where it was like a rainy and shitty kind of free, freezing rain in Houston. That, that was like you couldn't depend on the weather really. And, and he and they had a comeback in the second half where they beat Houston. It was really because of because of Montana. And he played with like I, I guess he was sick and stuff. And he was just very. The good chat says game. Bob Lilly is Prince Charles. <laughs> Bob Lilly is Mr. Cowboy. Yeah. on a rock or two that But day. now you know what I he he like owns a ranch and like raises quarter horses, you know? Like I got my ranch all majestic cuz I have my slice of America. My white race didn't have anything to do with that whatsoever. There were no systemic advantages that helped me achieve what I achieved whatsoever. It was all just through my hard work. That's all cuz that that mythology has to just be burned into you your head to accept oh, the way things are aponte's doing your nickname thing he did it he says same mcnown 
That's great. <laughs> so the worst quarterback in Seattle Seahawks history, Rick Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> he played for eight seasons. Yeah. That's fucking sad. He still lived off. Like Notre Dame was still living off of some. I weird. can't believe he threw 50 touchdowns. That's fucking crazy. Didn't he have a, wasn't he like electric in college? I don't know if he was a lech. He, he, he won a national championship, right? Uh, no, no, not in 88. It was Tony Rice. Uh, but Notre Dame, there was still a Notre Dame mystique that they were one of the top like three programs in college football. And he was good at Notre yeah. Dame. It was a lot of hype. He Meyer stunk. had a standout career at Notre Dame and was the consensus top overall quarterback before the 93 draft. But the Patriots chose Drew Bledsoe with the first pick. Yeah, it was a smart move. Yeah, and Meyer went second to the Seahawks where he had an abysmal tenure and one of the most underrated busts in NFL history yeah uh meyer was co-offensive rookie of the year in 93 but never threw more than 13 touchdowns in a season in his career <laughs> yeah the only saving grace for meyer's tenure in seattle was the fact that he fetched the seahawks a first round pick from the bears in the 1997 yeah. trade absolutely man i mean that was a good i wonder what that turned into this is bullshit tampa bay buccaneer steve young uh yeah well was he bad for them tr- yeah he was but trust me trust me they had a, they just want to drop the fact that Steve Young played for the Buccaneers on young minds. They've had some terrible. Steve Spurrier was a terrible quarterback for them. Williams Williams is okay, I guess. They had some rotten quarterbacks in the like early nineties and stuff. They were here's, terrible. Vinny Testaverde wasn't anything that. Here's great. the bottom line: they had on Trent Young. Dilfer. You know, he was bad for them, too. The Buccaneers, like a lot of teams on this list, have no shortage of candidates for this choice. But consider how history should have been different if Young stayed with the Buccaneers and evolved into the quarterback he became in San Francisco. The yeah. Bucks were a laughing stock and considered Young a bust when they traded him to San Francisco after selecting Vinny Testaverde in the 87 draft. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, they were going in a different direction. But the fact is, Young was still was still young and maturing. And he went to San Francisco, which, I mean, they had When did he play in the with- USFL? Uh, he played uh, before that, actually. It would have been like 84, 85. Um, and then uh, he, he got that annuity contract that he's still making money off. Yeah. Right now. And uh, it's like it inflated, too, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge. I mean, people think it's this huge contract, but he's still getting paid some money like from it. a grand a month, probably. You know, or I, I think it's like an, I think it's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year still, I believe. I could be. Wasn't wrong. it like a $20 million contract oh, it was or something? $40 million. It was just, but it was done in this annuity format. So it wasn't like. Like they were basically saying you it's $40 million, but you will make staggered sure, way we'll over make time. sure you get paid for your, like, your whole life, basically. I I don't quite know the full story on that. I should know that. Tennessee Titans, Zach Mattenberger, 14. He played for two seasons. He's just some random. No, that is. Yeah. Washington football team, Norm Sneed. Oh, yeah. He he was supposed to be a pretty good player. I think he played for the Rams, too, didn't he? Yeah. Early in his career. I could be wrong. Eagles, Minnesota Vikings in 71, Giants, and the 49ers. Wow. I'm wrong. I Uh, thought he was older than that. Norm Sneed was the quarterback Washington acquired from the Cowboys in the Eddie LeBaron trade, which somehow oh. doesn't look so bad given the fact that it was one terrible quarterback exchange for another. another. Exactly. They need a change of venue. By that, I mean, I don't want them talking about the union. There shouldn't be a union anywhere. They, labor should have no voice whatsoever in our lives. They just gum up the books. You know, they do get in the way of me making as much money as humanly possible, which is freedom. We all know that that's the textbook definition of freedom is making as much money as you possibly can. So no union is going to make it here. No, oh, labor shouldn't have a voice whatsoever in anything thing it goes on i keep so. forgetting the camera goes off well that was the list that was it <laughs> that's a pretty i mean there's some they were spot on on a couple of them you know but they were off on a few too there was a good fodder for debate so yeah. uh, so what happened 
what happened in this day in TV history? I'm curious. Kim. All right. What happened in this day? We'll go TV cover history. that shit right now. Exactly. We, 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 we've gone through our Hallmark moment. <laughs> 1992, Unforgiven, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, and Morgan Freeman premieres in Los Angeles. Wow. Uh, that was, yeah, that was an August movie. Yeah, I remember I just started to work at the Leadership Council when that movie was out. Let's watch the Unforgiven trailer. That's crazy. God. Unforgiven's, well, I love it. I love it. Such, I just, why do I like the Western so well, much? Well, you were, weren't, uh, there was an episode or two ago where you were saying that was like, the cutting edge fucking well it was a rebirth of the genre i think you know, the genre had not really been touched for a while i mean i guess outlaw josie wells there was pale rider in the 80s quicksilver i think was a wasn't that a that might have been one there was too. a lot of those eastwood movies pale but, rider was good yeah but but it was it was like the the the, the they were the genre of the western had gone away they were still trying to do john wayne yeah, it hadn't exactly, evolved yeah, at all. Yeah, it was just people riding into town. Hey, scoundrel! Yeah, <laughs> are you prepared to fight? <laughs> well, what would they? Because I was born to fight. What I like about this is they make it also like that's difficult to kill someone. It's not an easy thing to kill someone. Because it was always portrayed in the Western. Like I always felt like the bad guys, I'll kill you and just not really give a shit. I, that's how I always felt it was. So this, this I felt gave it more of a of a humanity to it, even though he's a. A murderer. My guess is you're calling yourself Mr. William Money. You have oh, this is the one where he's like an old fuck and he it's can't great. hang with the young whippersnapper cowboys, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Well, it's it's a good movie. It's a fucking good Wasn't movie. Wasn't I making fun of this? No, like, what, what, you got really mad because I was making fun of Unforgiven. Maybe. What's I, the I, movie where he's a really... The whole point is like he's an old-ass cowboy trying to hang with the young whippersnappers. Well, I, I think that that's part that's of it. That's Unforgiven, yeah. It's part of it, but that, that, that's not the plot of it. It's about so, it's more yeah. than that. It's about like your transforming character, you know? Uh, yeah, and Freeman's great in it. And Hackman is really good. I do like this era of living, though. Back when there wasn't like no show business like yeah. you lived on a prairie and yeah. you murdered animals yeah. and possibly yeah. a native american or yeah. two depending on which way you leaned in yeah. life yeah oh i'm sure it happened I mean, oh it did there's it, books about it i mean it is yeah yeah even if there was oh they wouldn't want to come looking for it you yeah, know it's an epic because it's a two and a half minute trailer my nightfaller in the morning we can shoot him head on back. yeah young guns as well rob ponte says yeah, Young Guns, I've watched it recently, hasn't aged very well. Yeah. This is aged still pretty well. This is almost 30 years old What now. was your opinion of Young Guns at the time? Uh, my true opinion? It, it, it brought up my own inadequacies as a, as a, as a team. You thought they were tougher? Like, well, fuck, yeah, I should be Kiefer on the yeah, horse. Yeah, or like, you know, I, I didn't like it because it was like feeding into a certain way that I knew that I wasn't, you know, that women didn't find attractive. <laughs> <laughs> that reveal is so hilarious. You know, Freeman just, was relatively new still at this point, oh, right? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Freeman, had, I mean, well, I guess they had it this definitely built yeah. him up, though. I mean, this was a real, like, yeah, he did a Robin Hood, Prince of Tides. Was it Prince of Tides? I was going to say Robin Hood. Is Hackman like a sinister evil man? Uh, he, he runs the town. He runs the town. And they've been hired by these prostitutes who, in the first scene, they get their faces slashed. One of them gets her face slashed, so the prostitutes all come together and say, we're going to put a bounty on this cowboy to kill him. And so these uh, two old hitmen, you know, which was Freeman and, uh, and Eastwood, who were old then. They were old 30 years ago. 
and uh, and they were going to come together, and they get this younger cowboy to come with. Well, they kind of pick him up to to go after to kill these other cowboys. So it's like three assassins are going on a mission, and it's and just their personalities and like you know the young kid's kind of fucked up. He can't see. He's all prideful and shit. It's just an I don't know. I like that. I think it's a good character study. Nineteen ninety seven. The Keenan Ivory Wayne show premieres on Fox TV. Nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Ooh, wow. I, so he was. He was still trying to live you off. You want to of see the, something uh, from that? Of uh, of from the Living Every Color Lane show. You know, I, I yeah. want to watch the, the Hall of Fame. Thing. I want to see Edge get. Is this going on now? Uh, it happened earlier. Oh, so this was like today, live. though. Yeah. Or like the, growing up in the Mockley, those qualities remain with me today. Ooh. A Mockley High School is where I made a name for myself in football. Jesus Christ! I know. I <laughs> this know. man memorized this speech. Yeah, absolutely. Like my family well, he's football. you know. It took he wasn't going to be known for uh, no. for being an order. Well, or that's an also CTE. He led yeah. with his head on a lot of runs. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Thank you, Audrey Moss, for giving me that extra that extra push down the step down the stretch to get into the University Ooh. of Miami. I'm gonna down. I know. I know. The U has always been second home to me. Ooh, the city man. of Miami has always showed me nothing but love. Thank you, head coach Butch Davis, for believing in me and holding. Butch Davis was the coach. Yeah, it he sounds like saw- a, a white guy doing an impression of a black guy. <laughs> He sounds like Richard Belzer. I was always confident, but it was at the U where I realized how good of a football player. Now you can tell he's finding his stride a yeah. little bit. Some of the best football players in the country played at the U. He doesn't know what to do though. Look at his hands. Yeah. He doesn't know. What yeah. to do. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. I didn't take one class in college, so I yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah. Look at that. They're gonna do just so much old man wreckage yeah, tonight. Yeah. Look at this. Also shot a dot head. They're gonna go out to bars tonight and no young people are gonna know who they are. <laughs> it's gonna be very disappointing. Yep. Twenty fifteen, Miss uh Muppets, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog announced the end to their relationship on Twitter. Twenty fifteen? Yeah. 1957, American Bandstand premieres on network TV. Wow. God, I, I remember American Bandstand still being a thing when I was like a like a young teen. Madonna was on American Bandstand. Like, I mean, that was like before MTV. I bet you MTV had to like convince financiers, well, how are you different from American Bandstand? I'm yeah. sure that, that was like a discussion that happened. And they're like, no, it's going to be a 24-hour thing, and we're going to get a bunch of videos from bands. And we're not so going to have long microphones that you hold with your two fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, they definitely took it in a different, but American Bandstand, even with that getting on American Bandstand for Madonna, was a, I remember watching her on American Bandstand. It's the truth. Um. 1956, after going bankrupt in 55, the American national broadcaster Dumont Television Network makes its final broadcast, a boxing match from St. Nicholas Arena. What year? 56. Wow. So that, that was, that was the that, last of that was the like last Cro-Magnon. fledgling. <laughs> there was because I always remember hearing about Dumont like that was one of the major wow. networks. I never knew that. I just <clears> learned some. Yeah. NBC Dumont like they were the last of like the the Titans took them out. Wow. Um, 1960, Chubby Checker performs his, performs his version of The Twist oh, on the Dick Clark show, starting a worldwide dance craze. That must have been, I mean, that was like early going viral. Here's it, what it we're getting more, into though. it, it though, like, it Crow. Like, this is the crown jewel. Okay. I for, almost forgot about this. Yeah. 1986, the first NFL American Bowl exhibition game played at London's Wembley Stadium. The Chicago Bears beat the Dallas Cowboys 17 to 6. Yeah. I'm going to pull up a little thing from that here. Wow. Well, yeah, I think there had been a game before that in Wembley Stadium. Well, NFL that's game. next. 
Because the, the Vi- your Vikings, Vikings played. They, they played the Cardinals. They're the first game in Europe they, of they, all time. They played the Cardinals. I couldn't find any game. game footage, but I have a British uh, newscast talking about there's Vikings spotted in England. Wow. But here, this Bears game, we got the whole game. We're not going to watch it, but. Man. Frank Gifford was still, I mean, he, you know. They're at Wembley. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're sending your A team over there, you know. People are cheering. Mike Saxon, 86. This is when they started to get bad. 80, this was the, the the end of Landry. Landry had lost. Well, it was probably the Bears were the best team and the Cowboys were like the most historic yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. So. Absolutely. The, the known team. Absolutely. No, the Bears were the Bears were a charismatic franchise back then, you know? For about Who the for, fuck is that? Is that Mark uh Who was eighty nine? There's Dennis Dennis Gentry swing now. Oh Stenson. Steve Stenson, I think, was fucking that's oh, <clears throat> what's Dick Emberg. Tokyo, Mexico City, London, and again. I knew, I knew Cardinals like it. Yeah, I knew it. The NFL presenting. God, I mean, the fact that I have a protein strand in my brain that remembers that is like, come on, Emery Morehead. Yeah, uh, he was. He was Steve okay Fuller was in. playing quarterback. Yeah. They're like McMahon. We don't want you to get hurt because you're you're the fucking starter. Their whole line was good. Bears had a good offensive line too. Keith Van Horn was decent. Mark Bortz was decent. Uh, they had a decent. Jimbo Covert was a decent offensive lineman. They had a good offensive line. They were the best team in the NFC Central, no doubt about it. I love how this. They're just cheering. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They just. They don't know. They're, 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 they're no, when no. to cheer. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's the fridge. Yeah. Oh, he probably ate some they, blood sausage they on They line him up and they're going to they're gonna hand it off to him. <laughs> Give those people on the, on, the, on the ocean. He had about six On the other side of the pond. Look at that. You the see? The fat man scored. Yes. You know? <laughs> I mean, Perry was a fucking phenomenon, dude. You got to understand, he was a phenomenon. In 85. And how many stone? 22 and a half. That lady looks like she's slaved cheering. Like she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Watch her. She's being let out. Now you know when the camera is on you. You cheer. Yeah. Is she humping? Look at that hip thrust. God, that look, that, that clothing. Hey, I'm a Chicago. I think, it, you see that Chicago guy next to her? Oh, no. yeah. We came down here to Great Britain. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who made the flight. You know? They built the Titanic here. Let's go. Let's fly over there and see him in a preseason game. No, it wasn't. Stan Jablonski and I, we're going to do that for a trip. Doris DeBerg went down there with fucking Dooley, Steve Dooley. I don't remember him. I don't, I mean, I, well, this must be like, is this like in the early in the game? Sean, no, this is late in the game. Oh, yeah. So it's all these backups that are preseason crap. That, look at all those collars on that offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. We, you do that, to, you wouldn't break your neck, but it looked bad for people. They didn't like the aesthetic of it. It's like, no, you should have it back there. Does it help? Are you going right. to snap a vertebrae in your neck? Oh, Joe? here's another one. Joe Necro gets ejected from a game. I, in 87? Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, because he, he was yeah, scuffing the ball. Aware. He's ten and four coming out of the bullpen, and, and, and they checked the ball. This is Brian Downing. Six and nine. Nico drops it in for a strike. To Nico's dead. New York got beat. Is that Phil? Is it a relation of oh, Phil? Oh, it's, it's Joe Nico's brother. Like you combine, I think they had the most wins of any. Maybe, maybe Sty Young had a, had a of any family. Of any, yeah, I think or, or very, very high. Because Negro won like 175 games. I want to say that's the most umpire-looking motherfucker of all time. See this? 
You see, he takes it out of his he back pocket. He throws it, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Tom Kelly's protecting him. Tom Kelly knew how to handle pitching staff. He understood how to handle pitching staff. He really did. He knew, he knew when to pull him. Can we look up Nico stats? Not necessarily right now, but I want to just see if I'm right okay. about his number of wins. He might have had over 200. Because he, he, pitched, he pitched for some uh, teams in Houston that were pretty good. You know, he, I think he threw a knuckleball, too. You see right there? You see he did it. That was the ball, so he scuffed the ball with it. He got suspended. Yep. Oh, they loved it at the Big A. At the Big A, absolutely. Those, those whites down there. <laughs> you know, they love that, didn't they? There's some rough ones. Yeah, kick there. that Negro out of here. Yeah, that was still when it was still Orange County, Orange County. Not when it is now, which is... You know. They were just like a Negro's pitching? We don't like that. Kent Herbeck, Gary Gaetti. I mean, this team won the World Series. That rat face fuck. You hate the Minnesota oh, Twins, huh? I couldn't stand them. Couldn't stand them. Were this they era? just the shit team that always fucked the A's because, up? Yeah, because they were the only team that actually could compete with the A's, and, and the A's were better than them. But they, they just couldn't. They just you know they won in eighty seven and ninety one. The Twins won the World Series. The A's won it once in eighty eighty nine, and the A's were just a better baseball team. But you know they had they had good pitching. They had Bly Levin and Frank Viola in eighty seven, and then they had Jeff Reardon. I think as a I love closer. how they put it in the bag like it's murder evidence. I know. We were, we were gonna set, exactly. It's just the sanctimonious nature of, of baseball. You know, it's, that's Kennesaw Mountain Landis's influence. Here it is. He throws out. I think of his right hand. Right here. There it goes. Right, right there. There it is. Yep. It hit Ken Herbeck. If it hadn't hit Ken Herbeck, maybe he gets away with it. That guy noticed it. Or he could have oh. just palmed it in his hand. I know exactly. H hide it in your fingers. You know. And out. Or eat it. <laughs> it's 100 hits of acid. <laughs> Just a, a trip for you now. What are they still examining now? Now we're just doing umpire shit at the, to look more official. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they, they that goes on for another minute. I want to see Joe Necro's stats. And, and I, I believe my initial impulse was 175 wins. But I could be wrong on that. I think it might be a little higher. But I could be wrong. It could be like one. Uh, I'm going to say he had 175 wins in his career. Um, Why do they have his fucking at bats? I hate when they do that. He I was know, a pitcher, you fuckhead. I know, exactly. Uh, man, he played for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I might, be, I might be too low. 22 years he played. How many uh, wins? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, like 219. 221. Wow, I said 219. Yeah. But I said 175. And he lost 204. Yeah, he, I mean, like, what would be his, his ERA? His 162-game average was 13 wins and 12 losses a year. Yep. 359 ERA. Uh, yep. Houston for 11 years, Cubs for three, Yankees for three, Detroit for three, Twins for two, Atlanta for two, Padres for one. Yeah, he played a lot. You know, who was his long? Houston, right? That's who he played yeah, the most. Yeah, 11 with. years. Yeah, absolutely. He came up with them. I mean. 1985, Rod Carew gets his 3,000th hit. Yeah, this is off of. Uh, uh, is this off of. Uh, Frank, who, who's it off of? It's, it's, it's a Twins pitcher. Is it Frank Viola? Hey, a big hello to Brad Buto, former Gopher hockey coach. He's being. Oh, this is the Minnesota feed. Back in the Twins who was this pitcher? I should. I, I used to know this pitcher. Prior to departing Minnesota for a little bit from here, San Diego, United States International University. It is Frank Viola. It's, Frank, it's young Frank Viola. 
It's like young Frank Viola early in his Viola career. To Downey. Wow. Because yeah, I mean, he, he won a Cy Young in '88. I mean, Viola was a very good pitcher for a brief time. They got him from the Mets. Here comes Rod. Who was that trade again? For what? Uh, the the the, uh, the Twins got Frank Viola from the Mets in a, in a very one-way trade that worked out well for the Twins. And I can't think of the guy's name they traded to him. I should know. Yep. Carew. That's Stan. He, he, was, he was the Wade Boggs of his era. I used to not like him because he played for the Twins. His MVP season was 77, the year I achieved sports consciousness. I remember. In night, on July 31st, 1989, the, tra- the Twins traded Frank Viola to the New York Mets for Rick Aguilera, uh-huh. Kevin Tappany, Dave West, Tim Drummond, and a player to be named later who would become Jack Savage. Yeah, so they got Kevin Tappany. But did he, did he get drafted by the Twins? Did he come up from their system? Yeah. Oh, I thought they actually traded for him. No, they traded him to the Mets. Exactly. Yeah. I knew he was involved in a big trade. Wow, I got that wrong. Wow. Oh, no, they got Tappany from the, from the Mets. From the Mets, exactly. Yeah. Did they also get uh, Aguilera? Rick Aguilera, yeah. yeah. Aguilera and Tappany. He played on the Cubs. Yeah, no, Aguilera. In 98. Was a, he was their closer in 91 when they won the World Series. One of my favorite all-time memories of being an A's fan was uh, Eric Fox hitting a home run off of Rick Aguilera in, in 92. My girlfriend and I were just breaking up. Because she got sick of my personality. <laughs> she just didn't like it. They usually don't. <laughs> Here we go. That's a classic Rod Carew. Look how shallow they're playing him. He had no power. So I was talking to Crow off air one time. Apparently Rod Carew developed his batting stance that way because he said that was the only way he could get ahead of Nolan Ryan's high fastball. God. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, there were sort of the Charlie, like he was deemed like a very good baseball player, Rod Carew. It, it was old school stats. Played it though, the man. right way. He's a credit to his race. He <laughs> played it the right way. He's one of the good ones. Yeah, he's also, he's, he's in my, one of my favorite posts that got no likes. Is that Rod Schoendiced? Uh, no, that was Dick Schofield. Uh, yeah, that was back when the Big A was a cookie cutter. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. ugly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's the Angels were a good team, though. They, they could put together a pretty good team back then, but they couldn't win at all. It's got a death threat written on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. With Carew, he Go was... Go back to Africa, Coon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's Jewish, too, you know. Yeah, I probably, they loved Carew, though. He wasn't... Oh, yeah. They probably hated a guy like Ricky Henderson at the Big A. No, well, I think with Carew, he, the knock on him, too, I guess he was surly with the media. He did not get along well with the media. It's a famous line when he was playing for the Angels. He was, uh, there's a fat sports reporter. He's like, why don't you fit in a salad? And the fat sports reporter said, why don't you fit in an RBI? So oh, that that's fucking him. great. Yeah, that's a pretty good He wasn't comeback. ready for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I think Carew, at the end of his career, he was knocking in like, 47 and he played like three extra years. I mean, at the end of his career was knocking in like 40 runs a season. That was it, man. That's not a lot, you know. You're hanging around for your 3,000th hit. All right, we'll do this one. It's short. God, look at this. And then we got Bud Grant. Look at this. Americans uh, stationed over here in the military. Yeah, literally, it was just like we had to get on this phone that went across a cable and, you know. Five hours just to see the game. At the end of the game, it was really sort of mass chaos. Thousands of fans came onto the field uh, besieging the players, hoping to get some autographs. All the players made it off safely. In fact, two of the. Fuck Bob Bruce. We'll talk to him. That's crazy. We'll get the source from old Buddy Grant here. Yeah. 
Well, I'll just bet that Jeff had to put on his track shoes to keep track of all of it today, Jeff. Ah, you are white. A lot white. of stuff going on. We're going to start out talking about the Twins. The Twins took on Oakland at the Dome again today after losing a heartbreaker in 13 innings last night. Unfortunately, things didn't get any better this afternoon as the A's shut them out. And Steve Carroll has more. God, is Game this... road trip. Steve Carroll, 11 Sports. Oh, they cut it. Okay, Steve, wow. thanks a lot. Here's our American League what scoreboard. What year was that? This is, 80, this is 83? Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. yeah. This is like, it's early 80s, early 80s, man. I knew that. God, I was, I was living in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. is now just a game and a half out in the AL East. They defeated Toronto 9-6. Other yep. New Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays. Well, the Blue Jays started getting good. Of Seattle and Toronto, Toronto got better faster because those teams stunk for like three or four years. Still buzzing about the Vikings' big win yesterday in England, except maybe for British promoter John Marshall. Marshall was expecting a crowd of nearly sixty-five thousand yesterday, but only about thirty-three thousand showed up, and that means Mr. Marshall will lose around $700,000. Well, let's get back to the good stuff. Yeah. The highlights. The Vikings led 3-0 in the second quarter. That's a way to when Tommy introduce Kramer it. Found Teddy Brown opening yeah. the Teddy end Teddy Brown was a good a player. They, throw, they threw to the, the backs a lot in Minnesota. Minnesota. They, they threw to the, the backs all the time. They also got the last touchdown of the game. Rufus Best. Rufus Best. He was right a defensive back, the too. Punt. He goes 76 yards down the sidelines. Walker Lee Ashley, a beautiful block there. And after the game, yeah, they our Tom Ryder got these comments. Rufus, quite a game for you. Unforgettable night, huh? I remember Rufus best. He was a decent player. He, he had returnability. I really appreciate all the... Leo Lewis. Attraction. He played for them like in their 87 championship game. He was like their third receiver. Tom Hannon, I always thought he was overrated. He played for eight years, nine years. He played for Ohio State. I didn't, I didn't like him. big kick out of us, kicking the ball, throwing the ball. And they're very receptive, and I really enjoyed it. Great way to start the preseason. He was a first-round pick in 78. He, he was a first-round pick in 78. I never thought he was that good. One final question. Your, your, your final thoughts on this London adventure. Well, I think it has been an adventure, and uh, when you win, it makes it all worthwhile. And Well, the food sucks. The stadium sucked. These people are pussies. I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this Post game is, scene, wow. the fans came down from the stands. They wanted autographs. This is like a, a Minnesota feed. Really or a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a local. I don't know if it's Minneapolis, but is it? I wonder what, what town is it? It's just Minnesota, yeah. It might be Minneapolis. It is. This guy's relatively professional. Who gave the call sign? least return the visit. And now for cameraman Brian Augustine, Rich Nestle, and our newly found friend driver Clive Atkins, this is Tom Ryder reporting for 11 Sports from Wembley Stadium in London, England. I bet you they partied. What a rough assignment. Now, I want to remind everybody, <laughs> coming up tomorrow night, our it's second a good little edition smart of Vikings replay. The show airs at 6.30 p.m. Holy shit. Now, what the heck is a 19-year-old kid going to do with that kind of money? I guess instead of buying a hamburger, maybe now he can buy the hamburger stand. Jimmy Arias wins the Yeah, US I remember Jimmy Arias. Was a, he was a rising Let's tennis a guy in the, in the, in the early 80s. He and Aaron Crickstein. I always confuse them. Jimmy Arias and Aaron Crickstein. They never, they never developed. You know. the twins outfielder, Rusty Kuntz. Or maybe it's the other way around. Let's look at the tape, and I'll show you what I mean. The Twins were taking on California at the Dome last Monday night. Steve Labradich knocks one up the middle God, for the Angels. The dome. Rusty oh. Kuntz coming in. He's going to die Rusty Kuntz. The- yeah, uh, Kuntz. Yeah, I remember him. We see you. At- oh, yeah, yeah. Is this? 76. The White Sox suit up in shorts. Yeah. 
Those short pants didn't stop Pat Kelly from stealing second base in the fourth inning of game one. Yeah, that was always the thing. Moments later, how can Kelly you slide with short one to nothing shorts when he tagged up on a fly slide? ball off the bat of Jim Spencer. I think you can. Wound up scoring when Jim Wolford threw wildly to third base. You can see here the, pitcher Marty Patton. This would have been a big game that, that year because these teams were actually decent. The Sox scored. The Royals played. And they won the West. Let's talk about why it was so disappointing because they were a good team in shorts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is the one year we could cheer and they're ugly as fuck every game. That's that's Ralph Gar. Brett went two for ten I, today. I like those uniforms. The tops are pretty badass. They look like though. just big ass shirts. Yeah, they, they, it looks pretty cool. I think it, I like that lettering. What did I say? Ralph Gar, right? Yeah. A two run single by Jack Brohammer in the sixth inning. Actually, Brohammer. I remember him. picked up the victory with Rich Gossage. Rich Gossage was still pitching for him. And then we got closing ceremonies for the Olympics, but I think that's yeah. who gives a fuck about that. I watched some of the Olympics. I I, I kind of okay. got into the no. I mean, I I watched it. I don't know if I want. Oh, I know. Now, I'm just I, figuring out which one's shorter because I know I got the full closing God ceremonies. Believe in he believes in turn limits. You know something? I like that. Wow, this is as bland. <laughs> Oh, my God. Then I know I had a short. Especially to all of our NBC colleagues, talented and dedicated people who put so much of themselves into not just the past 17 days. Boom. Richard Jewell. Yeah. Was that during the closing ceremonies? No, no. I think it was during the during the Olympics. And all of us at NBC Sports. I'm Bob Costas. Good night. I actually Centennial Olympic Games in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. That was. uh... Are they going to play? We are the world. This is where we used to string them up. Well, I think so, we, this is the closing ceremonies yeah, for the show. Yeah, exactly. Anything uh, with the South, I always think. How did you show. feel about it? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I think it was decent. We had a structure. I like it. You know, I'm just, uh, you know. How did you like it in the chat, everybody? Was it a good show? Huh? I had fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want anything to plug? Your Twitter? No, no, no. no. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not, nothing really to plug. No, just, yeah, go to Insecure Comic. You know, Insecure uh, Comic on uh, Twitter. That's my Twitter, you know. I need to get up from 363 followers. Yeah. <laughs> I've been stuck at that number for quite some time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, follow me on Keith at Keith Pazel. Uh, KeithPazel.com for every episode of the show uh, and my stand-up clips and stuff. But yeah, thanks for thanks for watching, guys. Yes. Uh, hope you had fun. <laughs> uh, do the pay-per-view donations if you can. If not, you know, we get it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week with Who the Fuck Knows. Uh, we love you. Goodbye. Yeah. Have a good evening.